You're listening to Arsenal Pass, a flesh and blood podcast for players by players. And all about strategy, leveling up, and the latest news in the world of Wraith. Welcome to Arsenal Pass. Welcome back to Arsenal Pass, episode 129. This is Bright Lights, the limited set review, Brendan. As we do every time there's a new limited set release, we go through outtakes on the cards from the limited standpoint as we head towards pre-release this weekend, all things to get you ready for pre-release. And then as we enter into the first of this new limited format with a few additions to how this limited format is going to play with the new Crack Shuffle play, Brendan. Mm. Um, you looking forward to pre-release this weekend? Looking forward to Crack Shuffling and playing some Bright Lights? I am. Um, I was actually supposed to go to a tournament in Houston, but I think I will stay home instead because my teammate, who will not be named, can't go. <laughs> um, hey, now I want to ask you a question. I'm going to zoom out to 10,000 feet. Check that off your bingo card if you're an Arsenal Pass listener. I want to ask you, how do you feel now looking at Bright Lights, assigning your grades to the cards, how do you feel about evaluating this format from that 10,000 foot view level, from the high level, the macro level, or the aggregate, as people say. So I'm just trolling some of our um, usual listeners here. How hard is it to evaluate Bright Lights versus some um, other sets in the past? You know, trying to get an idea of how you think the format will actually shake out in terms of like what is powerful, what is not, et cetera. What are your, what are your sort of top level impressions of the set? Uh, I, I think this as a limited format is a little bit more complex, I think, at least on the, the surface than some of our previous limited formats. And I think, you know, outsiders, we had six different heroes, uh, three classes, and, and that felt, I think, like it looked like it was going to be maybe make it quite complex but the the mechanics and the the gameplay to a degree were reasonably approachable i think i'm not sure it's going to feel the same with bright lights in, in a good way i think this this format looks super interesting i think the um the fact that we have one class you know and, and all cards of mechanologists adds to the playability level right so you're gonna be able to play basically all of your cards um but what does that mean yeah. so and that that's the that's the really interesting thing because in this format you've got a mechanic like boost which we'll talk about so you're going to be managing your deck you're going to be managing your damage you're going to be managing uh your your almost like these setup kind of phases of the game with your hero ability and then you've got your weapons that come into it and these weapons are really interesting and not super straightforward to get the most value out of so i think this format is going to be very very dynamic i think and we're going to learn a lot about it in the first two weeks like we're going to grade our grade the cards based on our sort of our gradings we're giving and where we kind of feel about this limited format and a lot of that is hypothesis right like we haven't got to pre-release yet we haven't had a lot of time to you know to play with these cards and to to get games under our belt so i think it's going to evolve you know it's like at pre-release i'm sure a, a lot of people are going to be putting a lot of cards in the deck and with is that the right thing I think it really comes down to balancing off your payoff cards, which we're going to talk about as we go through kind of what some of these payoff cards are, uh, because pushing damage in this format and finding ways to push damage is going to be, I think, really, really key. Mm -hmm. Yep. Can't wait to see how many people put in uh, a copious amount of zero block cards into their deck starting off on previous well, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> there is a reasonable amount of two blocks in this, uh, in, in this, in this set, though. So, you know, I think there is definitely a balance. But mechanologist, of course, means there's a lot of three blocks. But like you just said, right, a lot of items, a lot of zero blocks. I think item management and how many items you play in your deck and uh, the reasons you play them. You're going to have to have 
really good reasons for for playing the items in your deck i think like you're not just slapping items in your deck just because like they need to have a, a reason to be in your deck a lot of them are super synergistic which we'll uh which we'll get to so that's that's my view on bright i'm super excited about this one i think as time's gone on um i think i said this on a pod a couple weeks ago when i first kind of you know heard about bright lights i was like ah, i don't know about that like you know as a limited player that sounds a lot less exciting and as we've gotten to see especially this preview weekend i'm now feeling very very excited for for bright lights particularly in limited, but, you know, also for full constructed. Yeah, I'm interested um, in Outsiders specifically, so the last limited format. There was some standout cards for me. There were some clear bombs, some clear A's. I don't know if I found any, but definitely not as many in Bright Lights. Oh, okay. Well, I'm interested to get to the uh, grades then. <laughs> uh, I think some of the, I mean, we can talk about this we get into it, but some of the most difficult cards to evaluate are cards like the Evos mm-hmm. because of the return on your cost uh and then also the synergistic cards so some of the items but um yeah let's uh if you haven't listened to an arsenal pass set review before then we're going to break down exactly how we do these set reviews but brendan i guess before that anything you kind of want to add on on brightless when we put up our preview card so we had a very interesting preview card that went up over the weekend yeah fabricate um which i still don't know how good this card is going to be constructed but yeah, people say art of war for mechanologists uh, it's not that yeah it's not i had that, people Brandon. dming me actually in discord and they're like do you think the fabricate's actually a good card and i'm like that was not my spoiler card that was hayden's spoiler card first of all don't ask me that question <laughs> <laughs> now i mean deflecting i'm pretty i'm pretty interested in teclavos and um you know considering the demi hero that was recently spoiled that looks like a cool deck will it be gatekept by the current powerful heroes that exist in the class constructed metagame most likely <laughs> but fabricates gets me excited in that deck and honestly these <clears throat> the heroes that have been revealed in bright lights are pretty complicated so they're hard to really wrap your head around before you actually get to sort of feel and play with some of the cards especially when you start thinking about a new class constructed deck in the form of tekla Lawson or even something like a dad the new dash dash io data dash whatever you want to call her Mm-hmm. I call it future side dash. Future side dash. This for, this new set is so interesting because it's a it's a single class set, and I think the kind of perception might be well that would probably mean that it's one of the more simple sets right no. to approach. Yeah, but I th- you know, I think it's pretty clear right now from the preview we can we've just seen that it's going to be one of the most complex sets in terms of at least depth wise. You know, maybe some of the heroes, maybe like maybe. Uh, you know, Max Nitro isn't going to be that complex, for instance. But I think Teclavos and Dash IO uh, definitely will be. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's one of the deeper sets. I, I think on the surface, it looks like now from what we've seen this weekend, one of the deeper sets we've, we've had in Flesh and Blood. Yep. Could be wrong, right? When we get a few weeks down the road, but that's the way it seems so far. I mean, I was saying to Hayden before we hopped on this podcast, which I said about Outsiders too, um, because Outsiders had cards that looked like they were power crept in terms of actual value i mean they just you saw we call it the ranger treatment at this point we have a mm-hmm. we have sort of a retrospective word for it uh looking at bright lights you know initial impressions are that it looks like the flesh and blood design team is they've come out of this sort of incubation phase and they're ready to stretch design again and take some take some risks i think we went through a period there where we were uh you know playing it close to the chest with a lot of the card design and hero design it looks like they're willing to stretch that a bit are these cards um, are these heroes and are these cards just fundamentally more powerful than other options that are available in the game? I think not, but in terms of synergistic decks, uh, we have a lot more to work with. Uh, so there may be a reason to hop off all of the generic cards and the ice and, <laughs> and sort of the resource taxing that's currently happening in Class Constructed. I do think there's a possibility that um, 
Although these heroes might be powerful, synergistic, very fun to play, very cool, fresh design, they might be gatekept by some of those uh, the current top tier decks. But we will see. We will see how things land. You know, um, so these decks, like sp- specifically Dash, the database Dash or whatever. Um, I mean, the ceiling on that is very high. And then if you look at Tekla Voss and oh, so we have the demi hero and stuff, it just it looks crazy. Well, we're here to about limited yep. uh, on the yeah, on this episode. Right. If you haven't heard one of our limited pods before our preview pods uh then let's jump straight into it and talk about some of the ways that we we break this down so we can start with our rating scale so we work on an a b c d uh plus some i guess kind of side grades system uh gonna talk a little bit about a's these are the best cards these are the cards that you want to be the focal points of your decks and limited these are the things that, like brina just referred to as bombs potentially um these are the cards that are going to pull you into a class, into a hero, or traditionally a class, but now a hero or into a particular archetype within this draft format, we might want to say with with just the the mono nature of Mechanologist. These are cards like Crippling Crush, uh, Hardened Cross Trap, Drone of Brutality, when that was printed in limited sets. And things like Uprising might be Red Finals, Fighting Spirit, Sash of Sandakai. Uh, we look at Outsiders, Death Touch Red, Infectious Host Red, Shakedown. These are the sort of cards that are going to get A grades typically. And then your um, your Bs, these are your above average role players. These are the cards that are going to be important to your overall strategy for any given hero or just be above the kind of average rate of cards in your deck slightly. These cards are important to overall strategy for any given hero. Uh, these are the cards that are going to be, you know, just efficient, above rate. Uh, and you're going to want a lot of these or as many as you can pick up in your deck. So, you know, we've just revisited Monarch for national season. Think of cards like Take Flight Red, uh, Warmonger's Recital, Gallantry Gold. Although Gallantry Gold actually on reflection mm. might have been an A. Uh, Sink Below Red though, right? just good return rate scar for a scar uh if we look at outsiders i think red twin twisters red infecting shot um fit and infect red fit into this category and then your c's these are your true role players this is what the majority of your deck is going to be made up of in limited uh these are the cards that are just gonna they're gonna help you support your overall game plan they're gonna help you with your defensive turns they're gonna help you uh, maybe from a resource standpoint they're gonna be slightly flexible they're gonna help you uh get through you know kind of mid games and they're just gonna yeah they're just gonna be your bread and butter so uh if i think about cards like Brain Freeze Blue in, in Uprising, Dust Runner Outlaw, Miraga. And if I think to Outsiders, Sedate Red, Surging Strike Red, even Yellow, Skybound Shot, uh, Spire Sniping Blue. These are the kind of cards that are going to be your, your Cs. And then your Ds. These are the cards you want as little of as possible in your deck. These are going to be pure filler. These are going to either be used as just a, a resource card in your deck. Maybe it blocks for two and it's some sort of block that you want in your deck. Uh, <laughs> Memorial Ground has come to mind in previous, in previous sets in Monarch, for instance. If I look at Outsiders, you know, I think bleed out yellow is an example of this brush off blue or at least yellow in, in a lot of circumstances um spinning wheel kick blue these are sort of some of the cards i think you want the least amount of in your deck and and these are your d's and then we have a couple of cards which we're definitely a couple of sorry side grades which we're definitely going to talk about with this set in particular i think which is setup grades so cards that require uh you to have particular other cards in your deck or have a particular archetype and that are going to increase the power of that card uh, and then you also have cyborg grades, so cards that are purely cyborg cards. So I think when it comes to setup cards, I'm thinking cards like, you know, Amplifying Arrow, for instance. Uh, toxicity to an extent gets better with, with the right deck. Bonds of Ancestry obviously requires other cards to go with it to really get the payoff of a card that's a little bit weaker by itself. Uh, and then cyborg grades, we're thinking about things like maybe Yellow Infectious Host or Yellow Peace of Mind and Outsiders. But it could be cards like um, So Tomorrow Red, for instance, or Rights to Replenishment in tales of aria if you played that format which is i now realize on my notes a few sets ago bringing a few limited sets ago it's almost two years ago boomer format boomer very format. very very true 
Uh, and then general kind of set callouts before we get into it. So um, there is a lot of returning keywords in the set. We have boost returning, we have blade break, temper, battle worn, transform, steam counters, overpower, which I, I'm sure we can talk about a lot. Ops is in this uh, set as well. Construct as a type and items as a type. Uh, you can see a lot of those. And then we have a lot of new ability effects, keywords and types as well. So uh, we've got a new weapon type and wrench, Brendan. Crank is a new keyword, uh, which so I'm just gonna cover quickly some of these keywords so we don't have to explain them as we as we go through. So crank is a new keyword and this says, as this enters the arena, you may remove a steam counter from it. If you do gain an action point. So when we talk about crank, as we go forward, we won't read out what crank does. Uh, we also have galvanize. Galvanizes when this defends, destroy an item you control to give the card plus two defense. Uh, we also have scrap as the other keyword as well. So this is uh, an additional, as an additional cost, you may banish an item or equipment from your graveyard uh, and then you'll get an effect of scrap, which we'll, we will talk about the effects on each card, but we won't say what scrap does. And then uh, what are the other ones we wanna make sure we cover here? I mean, we've obviously, the equipments, if you've seen any of the, the previews so far, base equipments, Evos. So Evos are Mechanologist Action uh, Equipment subtype and all objects that uh, they evolve or take over from go under. Uh, so the Evos go on top of the mm -hmm. object. So that's just relevant for some of the cards that tell you to banish things from underneath. Uh, and then Evo Upgrade. Evo Upgrade is a keyword where the card gets an, a, a certain perk for a number of Evos, uh, which we'll go through as well. Anything else I've missed there, Brendan? Nope, that's it. Um, I want to just point out my favorite, my favorite part of Arsenal Pass uh, set reviews, which is the average defensive value of the set. Hayden, what is the average defensive value of Bright Lights, and how does it compare to previous limited sets? Great question, and uh, the answer is I haven't done it. I uh, because of the, the we're recording directly after the final previews have come out. I haven't had a chance to calculate the average defense value. But what we might do is we uh, we might try and add this in the notes below on the pod so if you're watching this on youtube this will be down in the notes below brendan's put me in the spot <laughs> <laughs> but for reference uh outsiders was 2.36 uprising was 2.41 uh, and monarch was 2.24 and tails was 2.26 so these factor all commons and rare cards at their distribution value and the average defensive value of expected defensive value of a card so you can see that uprising has been amongst the best we've had so far a lot of three blocks in that format obviously with dromai uh with you know obviously ninja bringing it down but wizard and dromai being you know in there massively and then for outsiders ninja plus a lot of the generics and the um hybrid cards had a, had a lot of two defense value this one's gonna be interesting because we have a lot of no block value in this set so but we also have a lot of threes so my gut feeling this is going to land somewhere around especially from what i've just looked at so far and, and hearing people sort of playing some early games and the ability you need to push damage i feel this is going to be closer to uprising than outsiders but it always kind of falls monarch has been the lowest but it's always fallen within kind of a, a 0.2 value so far i feel like all the zero blocks in the set probably just turbo the number down but it's like not exactly representative of I don't know the way the format is actually going to play out because I feel like people will use heuristics um, yes. to sort of base how many items they have in their deck. So like I'm not playing more than X items, whether it's two or three, and it maybe yep. it changes if playing dash database. But if you look at the actual math on the set, the defensive value of the set, because it accounts for items, it'll be something like, you know, maybe like 1.9, right? Which is not going to be representative of what you're going to f be playing against when you play against another deck because other players, they're not simply opening up all their packs, slamming their packs together. They're making conscious decisions to put X amount of items in their deck. Mm -hmm. I mean, crack shuffle and play, it will be, but uh, for traditional sealed and draft, no, you're going to have access to, like, because of 
being all mechanologist cards, you're going to have all playable cards or close to playable cards, right? So, you can, you know, crack ball will ain't going to be relevant in this set, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's a very different kind of format to what we've played previously. So, yeah, that is that is very true. But also, I think one thing is that not all items have cycles. So, um, and there is a lot of rares. So, I think the average defense value isn't going to be as low as that. But also, the average defensive value played is going to be higher than what it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I think- Overall, just less relevant than it has been in previous previous formats to look at the average defensive value because I think you're right. The average defensive value played and the average defensive value of your pool is going to be there's going to be a, a, a you know there's going to be a, a disconnect between those two numbers. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last thing is tokens. So quicken returns, but we also have hyperdriver as a token, uh, which is made by Max himself, Max Nitro. Max Nitro. And then. We also have uh, the proto base equipment. So these are available to everyone to start. This is important to note. These are available to everyone to start in uh, in your pools. So you can have access to the head, the chest, the arms, the legs of the proto base equipment. And that allows you to, you know, not have to draft Evo's plus base equipment. Uh, but there is other base equipment in the set, which we're obviously going to talk about. Let's get into it, Brandon. Let's talk about the heroes and their weapons. Um, I think one thing just to start with, it's super interesting that weapons get locked to heroes other than the Teklavosin, other than Teklavosin, right? So Dash, Io, and Nitro, Max Nitro have access to two weapons and Teklavosin has access to just one weapon in the token slot. Yeah, I was actually thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about that because I thought that the, the Banksy weapon, which we'll go over, um, you might actually be playing in some of the other decks if it, if it had been possible. So it makes sense why they, they locked it to each hero because yep. it was the clearest right, do you want- floor value. Yeah, do you want to kick us off and just, so we'll go through the heroes and the weapons mm-hmm. so everyone's aware of what they do. Yep, sure. So first off here, we have Dash Database. Dash Database um, is a mechanologist, young hero for intellect, 18 health, and says you may look at the top card of your deck at any time. Once per turn, you may play a mechanologist uh, item with cost 0-1 from the top of your deck. As though it were an instant, it costs one additional resource to play. Key things to note here, it says once per turn, and of course, 0 or 1 uh, from the top of your deck. And I'm just going to quickly go over the weapon as well. So the weapon is Symbiosis Shot. It is dash specialization. It is a two-handed gun. Attacks for two. It says action. Remove a steam counter from this attack. And it says whenever a mechanologist item enters the arena under your control, if, it ha- if this has fewer than six steam counters, you may put a steam counter on it. Very interesting condition. Um, maybe well. alluded to some... Powerful things. That you, yes, you might have been able to do <laughs> uh, prior to I that. All right, Hayden, from a high level, where do you see Dash database? Uh, or do you want me to go over the other heroes for context as well? No, let's just quickly talk about Dash and, and Symbiosis mm. Shot, uh, the, the weapon and hero tied together. I think 18 Intellect, uh, sorry, 18, 18 Intellect, man, man. Pretty 18 good. Health <laughs> obviously is relevant in this format. And we've seen, you know, uh, heroes with less health. In previous formats, yeah. like Icelander, for instance, and, and it has been relevant, right? Uh, Benji, for instance. So you you really want your hero ability to be able to offset that to life pretty quickly. It can depend on the pace of the format, I think, but pretty quickly you want to be able to get that back. And then you, the reason you want to play a hero like that is then you can make the value up, right? Mm-hmm. I think if you're looking at a kind of more value oriented way, and you know, being able to play almost like uh, often with free five cut hands, right? Like being able to play cards off the top of your deck. Is powerful. You are going to want to make sure these items are going to be impactful to the game, right? Because like we talked about before at the start, at the top of the pod, these no blocks are going to be a hindrance in your deck. You know, you're going to have to really care about how many you play. But if you're able to play powerful ones off the top of your deck as, you know, almost like a fifth card in your hand, 
couple of times a game. You don't need to be doing this every turn, but if you're able to do this a couple of times a game and get impact, you're going to get really good value from from this hero ability. Um, and mm. also, you know, the, just looking at the top card, you can know what you're going to draw next turn isn't isn't nothing. Like it is relevant. You know, it can help you make some decisions about a potential arsenal, for instance, for setting up a, a, a turn the following turn, knowing at the top card you're going to draw. Um, but yeah, I think if you can get kind of two to four triggers off this off this dash or ability to play an item an extra fifth you know additional card basically basically saying pay one draw a card and playing it uh, is very good and also at instant speed right mm-hmm. like that is um yeah which is you know it's, it, it can be hard to get these ins- items into play with action points and, so and dash allows you to instant speed two times a turn cycle by the way so you can do it on your turn and yes. your opponent's turn that's pretty critical um my thoughts on dash database is that it will be the worst here on crack shuffle play um i think that it, it it's tough to evaluate <laughs> yeah it's tough to evaluate in draft as well because being able to play that five card hand and you know potentially play uh, both on your side of the turn cycle and your opponents for cheating out an item very very powerful, but it also means you have to have some sort of density of items in your deck, uh, and therefore you will draw most likely almost guaranteed draw the some of them at some of the time. So if other heroes in the format like Max Nitro are able to put pressure on you, um, they will punish you for that, and you do start at eighteen life, which is close to the equivalence of you know being a card down right if you were starting at twenty. Mm-hmm. So I think the dash database is the one I would be looking at last, to be honest. <laughs> I, I do think in draft, there's a lot of potential for it. Um, but overall, it just seems like you're going to be taking on a lot of risk for maybe not enough payoff, but it really depends on the speed of the format. But I do think that this format is going to be pretty fast. <laughs> so I don't know. I think this, so this is the thing, right? This is, this format can be, could be fast, but you have to balance off. Like I say, you're a boost aggro deck right mm-hmm. you have to balance off not being fatigued which means you probably end up playing more cards in your deck which means you have less powerful turns which like there's this whole kind of interactivity between your deck size the power of your deck but you can pre-board right so like the signal up is course, dash, dash dash data board database right so you play 30 cards you play 30 balls to the wall cards and you assume your dash database uh, opponent is not just juking you out dash database like they are playing a some number of items and they will have a you know, critical minimum or maximum of zero blocks in your deck. And then I think that, you know, due to all the cards being mechanologists, when you do face another um, a opposing hero, whether it's a mirror or something like a Teklavasen, you can adjust your deck from there. So I think that you can actually just kind of freely exploit Dash database um, from the boost side. I think it's unlikely to be fatigued. But I think the opposite. I feel the opposite okay, from okay. Dash, I feel from a Dash database side because you have so many playable cards. I also don't think you need to play a million items in Dash database. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking kind of off the top of my head to start with, I'm going to be looking at like a, a couple in blue, you know, items that are re- good resources that also have some impact to the game and I can get value from. And then I'm also then from there looking at maybe like max, like four to five items, I think. Like mm-hmm. I want to trigger this ability a couple of times in the game, but like I, I this is, and this is my take to start with, I could be, you know, I could change this next week. Like I might be like, you know, I want a lot more items in this to make sure that I can reliably trigger this like multiple times a game. But like, I don't want to be diluting my deck with bad cards. And some mm-hmm. of these items I think are not particularly good. Also, I, one thing I want to point out, uh, well, two things. I think Symbiosis Shot might be the most powerful weapon. Like a, a weapon that doesn't cost you anything is really powerful, right? And you don't have to just play weapons off the top of your deck. Like you can play them from your hand. That's the other thing we should, you know, we should definitely point out. Um, you're not just going to play your items just off dash's ability. You are just going to play your items, get the triggers, get set up turns happening. And then you've got this weapon that doesn't cost you. 
is is really powerful um and the other thing is uh, don't play items during your opponent's turn most of the time i don't that's not going to be good like if you have an item on top of your deck a lot of the time your decisions can be i'm not playing that item like <laughs> if because you have to pitch for it because it costs you yeah. one extra to play so even if it's a zero cost item you're pitching for it and then you're not resource efficient like the way you want to be using dash all the time is like pitch a blue to play an attack and then flip an item off the top and then you've basically played like a let's say you played a, a two for five or something or a two for six off a blue and then you flip a zero cost item off your deck you've effectively played a two card hand that's dealing six damage and getting you an item on the table like that's really powerful that's what you want to be doing with dash so playing your opponent's turn unless it's like combat related or going to save you something somehow is, is not good just just to point out yeah i think you're correct uh the funny thing about fab is how contextual it can be uh when evaluating mm-hmm. here like this because i think that the way i originally evaluated it was like players are going to put in you know too many items they're gonna and they won't get enough value out of it like that's a valid way of building the deck potentially but then the deck can also go paradoxical right where this could actually be the fatigue deck of the format because of the weapon mm-hmm. <laughs> because of how the weapon interacts where you know maybe dash IOs are just putting a couple items at max in there you know just getting value out of it one or two times that's enough and then they're getting enough steam counters on something like symbiosis shot and they're able to fatigue you out because they have this they have this um they have this weapon that doesn't cost them resources so yeah always it's usually yeah Hard to evaluate. All right, do you want to go on to Max Nitro here? Yeah, so Max Nitro is another mechanologist hero young, 20 health, 4 intellect. Says once per turn action, two resources. Create a hyperdriver token with two steam counters on it. Activate this ability only if you've boosted this turn. And important to note that uh, the hyperdriver token is the same as the hyperdriver card. It is a token that says at the start of... Uh, so when you boost, once per turn, when you boost, remove a steam counter from this, gain a resource. And then when there's no steam counters on it, destroy it. Hyperdrivers you control get crank is also what Max Nitro says, and uh, crank already talked about. All right, and the weapon, weapon Banksy, interesting name yeah. for the weapon. This is a mechanologist weapon, wrench two handed. It attacks for three. It is a max specialization. It says once per turn action, one resource attack. Activate this ability only if you've cranked this turn, and when this hits a hero, put a steam counter on an item you control with crank. I know what are you, what are your thoughts first on on Max Nitro? seems good <laughs> it seems like the the more aggressive deck i read starts at 20 health uh for intellect of course but oh hyperdriver seems like something you get a lot of value out with um if you're able to end the turn with something like banksy you can effectively refund that resource that you paid to swing the weapon right by putting another steam counter on uh on a hyperdriver so i don't know this is sort of the hero that looks the most linear to me right it's the easiest one to evaluate easiest one to maybe get value out of uh seems like what i'd be gravitating towards in uh something like a crack shuffle play or even early draft pods looks i think max nitro is what i'd be looking at you just 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 donk yeah i mean i i think this is the easiest to look at the play patterns for because i think what you want is on your turn is you want to play a you want to pitch a blue you want to activate your action uh sorry you sorry you want to play a one cost boost card you want to activate this to create your your hyperdriver and then you want to play like a zero cost and then attack with your weapon afterwards if you mm. if you can right like those are the kind of play so one cost and zero cost boost cards are gonna be super important to max nitro for those play patterns so you can you know like i just said pitch your blue either play your zero cost first or your one cost afterwards create your hyperdriver token get the resource off that token for that turn to um then attack with your weapon it's like it's just how good is that, right? Because you're effectively paying, you're then paying two resources to attack with your weapon. Is mm-hmm. how, how that works. But there is other ways to, um, there's other ways to boost. And also you might just create a hyperdriver and then not crank it as well. Like it could be the last, like you could just attack for your turn with your one cost boost card, 
activate Max Nitro and then set that hyperdriver up for next turn. For yeah, I was I kind of glossed over the aspect of where you have to crank something. We have to swing with this first. Uh, when I just evaluate it there, that that does make it interesting. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, too yeah. Sh- so uh, the yeah. banks have been super powerful, right? But you you have to crank, right? So you you're not you're not just going to be swinging into this weapon every turn because if you if you just pitched and once per turn action create this hyperdriver, like you are paying two to swing your weapon, and if it, like effectively that, that's just how it is because yep. you're paying one for the ability and you're only getting one back off your hyperdriver off of your your max. So that's re- three resources. You're getting one back, effectively two to swing your weapon, and then the hyperdriver is gone because you've used one of the, the counters for crank and then the other to get a resource that turn. So um, I think a lot of the time you will depending on the the deck and the game circumstance like maybe you block out on a turn you play your boost card for one resource your other two resources you max nitro to create the hyperdriver and then you set that up for the next two turns for instance mm-hmm. yeah all right on to teclo vossen so teclo vossen is a mechanologist for intellect 20 health and the hero text says you may play evos from your banished sound and once per turn instant three resources you may play your next evo this turn as though it were an instant when you do draw a card important to note that it says once per turn instant once again so um just key to note and then going over to teclovasen's weapon it is teclo leveler well this isn't really teclovasen's weapon this is the generic <laughs> mechanologist weapon um teclo teclo leveler attacks for two and it says if you have one or more evos equipped this gets once per turn action three resources attack two or more this costs two less to activate three or more this gets go again and four or more this gets plus one attack hey don't want to get your thoughts on teclovasen here oh, i think evos are the most interesting cards in the set and the way they're going to interact in them is i think they're the hardest to evaluate mm-hmm. because i think they have value outside of teclovasen um, 100% and a lot of them have some really good value outside of Teclavossen but then you know Teclavossen's ability to effectively play any at instant speed and get effects on them that can impact the board like this is the hero that's like the, the kind of the tricky hero right this is the, the one that's going to have combat tricks because of the ability this is the one that's going to be able to do things at instant speed to mess up your opponent's kind of math and the way they're trying to plan out turns um, you know I think the way I kind of look at it is like this once per turn you pay the three resources but you get the card back right so if your deck is full of like a lot of blues and evos you're going to get some value off this but also you only have four evo spots right so it's again it's like the item thing with dash at least your evos block for two and three whereas your items don't but with tickle it's like okay how many and which ones do i want and actually the hardest thing is probably going to be prioritizing which ones you want in draft Mm. rather than initially the ones you want to play you'll, you'll, you'll just play a lot of them but like which ones do you want in terms of what's your game plan i think tickle seems like he has the kind of like the most range in his game plans what? Is, is my kind of take. Mm. What do you think about the concept of playing Evos out of your banished zone? And, you know, if you do boost a Evo into your banished zone, you effectively kind of draw that card potentially, which seems very powerful. It's very, yeah, it's, it's really powerful. So it kind of makes me think, you know, does Ticklevoss and just play a bunch of Evos because either you just block with them or you boost them and then then you've got that flexibility, right? It's like, how many boost yeah. cards do I play and how often am I boosting? Like how often, you know, like he, he could play really revolve around that kind of that first line. You know, mm-hmm. you can play Evos from Banish Zone. And you can scrap and them play, from your graveyard to your Banish Zone, Scrap right? them. Yep. Okay. Exactly, yep. You can use the scrap mechanics. So I think Ticklevson just has kind of the widest range um, and, and starts at 20 health, but, you know, has the least immediate impact off of his ability. You know, Max Nitro, for instance, that I think we talked about how straightforward that sort of game plan kind of looks on the surface of, you know, netting resources or set up turns and having a really powerful weapon that immediately impacts like Banksy. 
whereas on Tickle Vossen's side, you know, you can only play Tickle Leveler, and this weapon does mm. literally nothing to start with unless you have an yeah. emo. That's a great point, because I think that if we just took the heroes and we put them... Uh, side by side, Tekla Vossen for me would be the clear winner, at least in terms mm. of value, because you are effectively getting card advantage, and that's that's very, very powerful usually in Flesh and Blood. And I think that that is reflected in design because Tekla Vossen's weapon is by far the worst. Um, yeah. So it's important to note that the other two heroes can play Tekla level. Like, I think, and there is, I think that's going to happen very rarely, but there was probably times where, you know, it's like, okay, I've drafted this this deck and there's probably archetypes out there that are going to exist because Evos are really strong where it's like, Tekla Liver is the weapon I should be playing here. Yeah, I wonder how much Tekla Vossen is hinged on you having access to Evos in order to turn your weapon because I don't think that a, a, a Tekla Vossen deck necessarily needs Evos to function. I don't, need, I don't think you need to be getting tons and tons of value of Tech Lost Invility. That's what I mean. But maybe it's necessary to have those Evos and equip them because if you're a weaponless hero, that's like a very, very bad thing. Um, so th- that's what's most, that's the most interesting dynamic for me with Tech Lost Like, do you actually need a critical minimum, you know, a certain number of um, Evos in order to get the deck to function because of specifically how it interacts with the weapon? Because Tech Lost assuming, you know, if you were just using Tech Lost maybe you get one instance of value out of it, you know, just effectively draw that additional card and that was enough starting at 20 life. Um, it probably wouldn't be good enough with this weapon. So that's, that's, that's why this one's a tough cookie for me to crack. But it, honestly, if I was looking at a hero to pick initially off the bat, you know, first time interacting with the format for me, I'd be looking at Tekla Vossen, actually not Max Nacho. Yeah, I think me too. I think this is okay. the, I think this is the, the hero that I get just has the widest range. So I just think you, you know, and there's so many Evos in here and it only takes a couple, you know, there's so many different ways you could build it. You could block out and kind of control the game until you get to the Evos that you want or you could just spam out Evos and, you know, I think there's a few different ways it could go. Um, obviously, I think one thing that's important to note is like if you put a Blade Break Evo on there, like when the Evo is destroyed, like all the sub items under it are destroyed as well. So if you have a Blade Break, arms let's say and then you block with that then you've lost your arm spot right so yeah it's interesting with the anti-synergy um with uh, some of the cards that prevent you from blocking with equipment where it's like you are already incentivized to not block with equipment like I, we'll get into it but i think some of these cards actually got to change the paradigm of how flesh and blood players tend to block with their equipment in a game of limited because it tends to be saved for at least later in the game or very yeah. very critical on hit triggers but there are going to be cards in the set that don't allow you to get value out of that potentially in the late game that will be sort of saved for the, the second cycle or just you know for the later part of the game yeah, but because of the temper and the the battle worn equipment, well, the battle worn mostly, um, Teklavosin can have you know access to like ten to twelve defense. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you do. I think you need these cards in that set to make sure you can push through. Yeah, I think anyway. flexibility is a good word for him. It really, it really does. It really is flexible. Eh? We should get into the cards, uh, and we're going to start with the equipment, right, Brendan? Mm-hmm. Yep. Starting with the cog workspace heads. I mean, I don't know if you need to talk about any of the tokens in terms of. Uh, the no, we've bases. gone through them. Yeah, so they're just they're just a piece of equipment that says mechanized equipment base head or base chest or whatever, and that's all they do. Yep. So starting off with cog workspace head, this is a mechanologist equipment base head uh, at common. It says, when this is equipped, put a steam counter on it. And it says, once per turn instance, one resource, remove a steam counter from this, shuffle a mechanologist attack action card from your banished zone into your deck, activate this ability only if you've boosted this turn. So you get access to the the base uh, already, right? Mm -hmm. 
the protobases. So I think you really want the ability you to get off of these cog works. So these are the cycle of this, which we'll go through to get the to get the value off of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so this one's gonna allow you to get, you know, maybe your best card that got boosted accidentally to put it back into your deck. You know, maybe it's an in-game finisher or something, for instance. Maybe it's a, um, again, it's an attack action, right? So it can't be an Evo or something like that. So it needs to be kind of like maybe just your best attack. That costs you one resource, but you don't lose the equipment, then you can Evo it later on or something. Uh, but you get you start with like the base Evo. So this card is like super low priority to me, I think. Like this is like, to me, this is like in a, like a D plus range. Like I, I just, it's, equipment's hard to be low, I think, but because you start with an alternative that's not much worse than this, I think this gets a pretty low grade for me. I 100% agree with you. I think that, you know, comparing to some of the other slots do, it's the weakest one. I This idea of like you put the best card back in your deck, um, we've seen it so many times. You even mentioned it earlier, Memorial Ground, right? That everybody's like, play Memorial Ground. Oh, this is not as bad as Memorial Ground because Memorial Ground, you're discarding a card and able to do it. This one, you discard a resource effectively. Um, but those effects are never as powerful as they immediately seem to be. Uh, when you think about like, oh my god, I just get my biggest bomb back in my deck. It just tends to not be how things go in Flush of Unlimited. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's also not from your graveyard like some of the other ones were. You yeah. Know? So it's like you don't you don't get to play you your to best card it. twice. Yeah, yeah, you have to boost it. Yeah. Even worse. Well, scrap. Yeah. You can scrap it. Right, you can't because on the item or equipment. So yeah. D and for me. Attack action. D for me. All right. Next up, so Kogic based chest. Uh, it's a mechanologist equipment based chest again, and it says. Again, same thing. All of these are going to say the same thing in terms of when this equipped, put a steam counter. The once per turn instant on this one, one resource, remove a steam counter from this game, two resources, activate this ability only if you boosted this turn. I think this is good. I think this is a good card. <laughs> um, so this is effectively gain a resource. So it's like kind of like a tunic. Yeah. Um, I guess at that, because you'd have to pay the the initial. Um, I think that this card is probably a probably a B. I would want this in most of my cards. I think that it would it would perform very, very well. <laughs> So I'm just going to go back to the fact that with these base equipment, right? Like because the base equipment you start with literally do nothing. It just enables you to play Evos, right? So everyone's, let's just take that away because mm -hmm. everyone's on the same same equal footing, right? So anytime you draft these, you you just want to look at just the 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 effect, right? Yep. And so this is, I compare this to something like Threadbare Tunic from uh, Outsiders. Uh, but this one has a little bit more, I mean, it has a restraint on it as well, like Threadbare did, which is you needed to not have any cards in hand, right? Mm -hmm. um, but this one costs you a resource to first of all activate it. So it's a little bit more narrow, even though you have to have boosted this turn as well. I think for me, it's like a C, C plus, mm -hmm. I think. I also just think there's a lot of alternatives at the at the chest slot and you, yeah. Yeah. You Also, because like because you might Evo quickly as well. I mean, not this game very often, but I think there is a, a circumstance where like you never get to use this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely like some tackle loss and decks for sure. All but right. it's good. It's good. Getting resources is good. Yeah, tends to be a good, good. It, you know, we see this. We see this. Um, this ability on a chess slot in Flesh of the Limited and happen a lot. Whether it's you know, Thread yeah. Tunic, whether it's Bloodjar Parcade, like this is Hard and Cross Trap. Yes, happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean that one's a little less conditional. Insane. <laughs> um, we see it all the time, and it's very good. It's just like you have to evaluate the condition. Um. And then kind of go from there. But ultimately, yeah, getting a resource, very, very good. All right. Cogwars Base Arms um, says once per turn instance, remove a steam counter from this. Your next mechanologist attack this turn gets plus one attack, activates ability only if you boosted this turn. Um, I think this one is a. It's it's so interesting because I guess to an extent you have to consider on hit effects and threat of activation, which is we saw that in Uprising a bit with some of those items. It can be annoying to deal with. Um, I think that this is a C to C minus, just a role player for me. 
I'm just going to point out for people because this is going to get people on pre-release. This is your next mechanologist attack. Ah, it so does. If you and it's an this, instant. Oh, this is the and only, it's an they do people this is going to get this people. For, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So just bear in mind that when you activate this, if you already have an attack on the combat chain, uh, it will not impact, impact that attack. It will impact your next attack that you uh, that you play. So, um, but it is an attack action. So it can. This is really good with Banksy, for instance, to push a breakpoint. Um, but I think for me, it's like a C minus mm-hmm. because it, it isn't a combat trick. It's, it's very face up and you have to have boosted to activate it and it costs a resource, but yeah. All right. And then cogwork base legs is the last one. Uh, again, when equipped, put a steam counter on it. It's once per turn instant, one resource, remove a steam counter from this gain one action point, activate this ability only if you've boosted this turn. I, I think this is the best one, I think, is because it? I, I don't know, like the resource and chest is, is really important, but I think um you know i think of something like dash for instance where you could attack twice with the weapon uh i think there's some you know playing items is really hard but if you have an extra action point it makes it a lot easier because you it's really hard you can't play an item and attack with your weapon in the same turn basically because the the uh, well late late game you can with tickle of austin because you have to go again but on mid to late game but for dash and max it's really hard and i think this ability to pay one resource to effectively like put an item into play and still have your action to play like your big attack that doesn't have boost for instance is is really good um, so I like this one a lot. I think this one is, I think it's kind of unique to get the action point as well. I don't think there's a lot of ways to get extra action points to play your items out if you aren't dash and playing stuff off the top of your deck. So I think for me, this is actually like a B minus. I think this is one of the, I think this is better than the chest. Yeah, I think, I think you sold me. I think that there's more, there's more use cases for this than might immediately appear when you first evaluate it. And I think we talked about, you know, with the items, with potentially attacking with the weapon multiple times seems good. All right, on to Teclo base head. I think we can kind of, do you want to evaluate these all together or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so these are all mechanologist equipment bases. Um, they all have blade break. And so they're effectively, you know, they have one defense. You have base head, you know, chest, arms, uh, legs. So when evaluating these cards, I think the main thing to consider is just what are they competing with? Um, the ones that compete with less powerful alternatives are better, um, are the ones that are competing with more powerful alternatives. So we talk about like the action point or the additional resource. Those are the ones, um, you potentially want to be, want to be using It's when the ones that are competing with the least powerful alternative, your thoughts, Aiden? I, I think these, um, like the only reason you want to ever block with these is if you're not going to play an Evo, right? Because yeah. they blade break, they're gone. So the decks that either aren't focused on evos at all or don't only have them in maybe a couple slots for particular reasons so something like i'm thinking like max nitro right like evos i think they're still good honestly in, in all the decks but you might have one or two in particular that you're wanting to get on the board and the rest are kind of whatever right in that case it's like maybe there's a head and a, a chest that you're you've you've got evo and it's like well i'll pick up this kind of blade break legs because blade break is really good <laughs> like i get an upgrade on my starting equipment which effectively does nothing if i have the if i have no evo and i've got this iron rot legs and so I look at this as iron rot legs, but worse or iron rot, whatever, but worse because a lot of the time your deck strategy is going to be make sure that you do not want to block with these. So in some decks, these are going to be literally your starting equipment because you're not going to use them for blade break. So that's really bad, right? Like if I'm Tickle of Austin, for instance, mm-hmm. and I've, you know, got all my Evos, like I'm not, not blocking with this. So it's effectively, I might as well just play the proto base equipment, right? Yeah. Um, in a lot of circumstances. So I think you've got to look at it from 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 that way. Um, and I think for that regard, I think it's hard for these to be any better than like a C. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. 
All right, next up is Evo Command Center. This is a Mechanologist Action Equipment Evo Head. It is a yellow pitch, cost three, is at rare, blocks for three. It says, if you have a base head equipped, transform into this, then equip this. It says, once per turn instance, destroy a card under this. Your next weapon attack this turn gains, when this hits, draw a card, and it has blade break. First thing I want to note before I pass over to you, Hayden, is when I initially read this, it's uh, important to take note of your next weapon attack, even though this is at instant um, this turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another tricky template. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good thing to know. Um, these, uh, I think this is obviously the first of the Evos we're going to talk about. All of them are, are very interesting, and I think all of them are are at least pretty good. I think the first thing I want to talk about, we can just kind of spend the most time as we start talking about Evos and these. this applies to all Evos, but you're going to pay your three resources to put this Evo into play. So you're paying two cards to upgrade your piece of equipment into a Blade, Blake th blade Break 3, right? Mm -hmm. So you're effectively trading down a card when you, if you look at it that way, but it puts a permanent onto the board that allows you to block for three at some point. But let's just say, okay, opportunity cost is that my opponent attacked for six, I didn't block, and then I use this plus a blue to upgrade my equipment. Like you could say, well, I've lost three life in that instance. Now that's very simplistic. Sometimes, you know, you're going to have extra cards. This is going to be easy to play, for instance. Sometimes you're just going to block with this, right? But mm -hmm. just want to point that out. So then the once per turn instant, destroy a card under this. So this could be the proto base, but also there's other Evo bases, which we'll get to. So you could potentially have two, two effects on this or two triggers on this. Um, you know, you get to threaten that your weapon draws a card, which could be powerful as well. Uh, but again, that's probably just incentivizing them to make sure they definitely block with a card. So I think when I look at this at a yellow that might potentially trade me down a card, I actually think this is one of the weaker Evos, but it does block three. And I think the flexibility of being able to block three plus being a yellow means that it's still at least reasonable. I think the Evos are quite hard to evaluate, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, How important is it to be playing this out of Banish on something like Teclavasin and not be you know, effectively going down the additional card. Is that like, is that going to be significantly better for Evo, like evaluating an Evo rather than playing it in, you know, another hero? Well, yeah. I mean, at that point right now, instead of trading down your card, you've traded your card across, right? Yeah, you've across. pitched your blue from hand. You've played this from Banish. So you've, you've traded a one card for one card, right? But then that's super powerful because now you've got this blade, like blade break three in play, which might even trade up on your item that didn't block mm -hmm. that you pitched True. and also uh, might allow you to block out overpower cards late that your opponent's trying to put. Like, I think Evos are going to be important because of overpower as well. I think overpower is like quite, there's a lot of overpower in this format. So, um, you know, if the games are going to go sort of like medium and like to long and you do want to defend, then you are going to need some number of Evos, I think. And one that has a blade break three is pretty important. I think this is maybe the worst of the cycle. The heads look Sometimes like they're going to be the worst of the cycle. Um, so I guess all things said, like trying to evaluate this card, I, I have this around like the kind of C range at the moment. I think this is one of the worst of some of the worst of the Evos, I guess, but it does, it is yellow and block three naturally. So that flexibility is, is pretty reasonable. So maybe I'm going to give like a C, C plus. Yeah, I'd see. I'd see for it. Um, cool. I'll move on. Evo engine room. So I, I, we won't read this, the first line of text on all these Evos because they all say the same thing, which is if you have a base X equipped, transform it into this. So all the Evos say that. Um, so this is again a three cost, three defense, mechanologist action equipment Evo chest. It's once per turn instant, destroy a card under this. Your next weapon attack this turn costs one less to activate and has blade break. So same as the above, but a different effect. Again, resource effect. We like resource effects. I think this is definitely better from an effect standpoint than the head, but all the things that I just said still apply to the engine room. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that said, I would give this like a C plus, maybe B minus in, in the right deck. Like I think all of the Evos get like a half a grade to a grade oh, yeah, better yeah. in Tickler Vossen. Yeah. So 
I gave it a B minus, um, specifically because you could have the repeatable effect of maybe activating this twice, um, and effectively getting five value out of this card. So if you do, I mean, the thing is, like, it's like if you play it out of Bandit Zone, it's like yeah, then it's then it's nuts. So um, B minus for me. Next up mm-hmm. is the Evo Smoothbore. <laughs> Smooth brain. Same thing, right? Yeah. Same thing. Um, same thing, but it says once per an instant destroy a card into this, your next weapon I attack this turn gets uh plus one. So next weapon attack and mm-hmm. your next at instant. So again, the tricky templating. <laughs> Man, it's gonna get so many people on previous weekend. I have this out of C. I just don't think it's good. It's mighty maybe even worse than that. What do you think? Yeah, it's a C. Again, in Tech of Austin, I think a lot of these are gonna it's gonna be more like a B, but I'm gonna evaluate cards always from the standpoint of early picks and where this card kind of sits relative to the other cards, right? But we'll, we'll talk about kind of, you know, side grades and stuff mm-hmm. as we need to. Evo Thruster, this is the legs of this um, cycle. And it says once per turn instant, destroy a card under this, you may attack an additional time with target weapon this turn. I, I like this one. I <laughs> think this one is like the most interesting to me. I think the leg slot honestly is like the most interesting to me um, because I think it allows potential for the most kind of interesting plays. Like for instance, if I have this in Tickle of Austin with four, you know, like three to four Evos deep, like this is really powerful, but even potentially like this is maybe the one Evo I'm focused on in my Max Nitro deck, being atta- able to attack twice with my Banksy in a turn is really, really strong, right? Like as a three attack that has an on-hit effect. So um, I think I have this one like a, a, a B minus. I had like a, a B. Yeah. I had it a B. It just seems, it was funny to say it's, it's the one where it doesn't have the most immediate sort of, quantitative value on the card but when you think when you just think about it in the context of what you probably are going to be doing this with this in the format like that is a very powerful thing to attack with the um with the weapon multiple times anyway yeah context is so important with these evos honestly like they they are hard to evaluate and each deck is going to value them differently um but i think in the context of the set overall i'm going to try and evaluate them next to the cards that you're going to be competing to draft them with and i, I think that sits it around like a yeah like a p minus mm-hmm. for me Attain because I love your beautiful voice so much. I'm going to let you read off all these Evo Teclo scripts. <laughs> all right. So next up, we have a blue cycle of Mechanologist Action Equipments uh, Evos. They are called Evo X. And these are from the uh, round the table. These are reprints. So the text on these is completely irrelevant and limited. They all reference Teclo Blaster, uh, which we which we don't have access to in, in, this, uh, in this draft set. So they're effectively a blue... Mechanologist action equipment, uh, one at head, arms, legs, chest, etc. They cost three. They defend for two, uh, and that's they have battle worn uh, one. So they're basically blue equipments. They're going to get you three defense, two the first time, one the second, and then blow themselves up. Um, I mean, I think these are all kind of like just in the C range. Then for that regard, I mean, blue evos are these are cards I actively want in Tickle of Awesome because I want blues in my deck and I want a good number of evos in my Tickle of Awesome deck. So I think these are around like a, a B range if I'm in Tickle of Awesome, but otherwise these are like C Cs. I, I do think blue evos are good though because sometimes they're just going to be like really easy for you to play and, and be good value. Yeah, agree there. All right, on to the red cycle of. Uh, equipment here these evo base so if evo base century head cost two pitches for red blocks for two um again the same text as usual has battle worn um that's about it so battle worn two that's what this is hayden what are your thoughts yeah so these ones these ones don't have uh ability text on them right they don't have an activated or a, a static ability like the others do but these are base 
equipment as well. So while you can't start them and play, when you play these on top of your already like your proto equipment or your cog work or whatever, um, you then can also play another EVO on top of this, which is really, you know, then you've got two cards under for your next, for your top level ability. Um, and these are really interesting, I think, for Tickle in particular. Uh, and even if you just played these, I don't know, like say, because they cost two, um, let's just say I'm, I don't know, I'm Dash, for instance, pay one, play my boost attack, and then play two, pay two, my last two resources, my blue, and use this to upgrade my base equipment. I'm getting effective, like some pretty good return on my resources for three defense over two blocks on Battleworn, um, and then the ability to potentially upgrade it. But the downside is like these are red, so you know you're not going to be wanting to pitch these. You're going to either want to block or play with play them when you draw them, and they do just defend for two if you defend with them from hand. So um, I think with like all that said, like if I'm looking at the the slots overall, like if I'm looking at these, I think I give these like a C plus, C to C plus, I think. Interesting. Like you don't want these, you don't want these cards if you're. I don't think you particularly want these cards if you're in Max Nitro or Dash, for instance. I don't think so. A lot of I the feel time. like they're kind of doo doo there. Um, and Tekle Vossen, are they good enough? It's like I feel like I don't. I really don't want to be playing these cards from hand. That's just the one thing. Um, yes, yeah. and then they block two, and yes. then. But these are the kind of things that you could block with early, yeah. and then scrap, scrap and get some good value out of right. Yeah. So, scrap mechanic um, does it changes the dynamic of how you value these cards. That's what's hard. Um, but I think these are role players in Tekle Vossen, and then they're bad in other decks potentially. That's sort of I agree. My evaluation. I, agree. I mean, if you're in in dash a lot of the time, like I, like I said before, I had to give you an example of where that could be useful. But are you wanting to trade your two resources that you could have used elsewhere mm-hmm. to usually play an item off the top of your deck, right? And your action point and a card. Like that's the other thing. Outside of Tickle Boss and playing these instant speed, this costs you action points, right? That's really important to remember those with yeah. Evos. That really brings down the power levels of these to a degree. So yeah, like. I think if you're already out of Tickle Boss and like these starts to become like D's, like these are yeah, not active cards I want to draft. Really bad. All right, next up is Evo Datamine. Um, this is not an Evo base. It is, yeah, Evo had zero cost, yellow pitch, blocks for two, says once per turn instance, destroy a card under this, draw a card, and then put a card from your hand on top of your deck, and it has Blade Break. This is interesting. Um, I don't think the effect is particularly powerful, being able to sort of dig to that top card. Um, I wonder if this is okay in something like Dash Database, you know, we're able to take a, a item mm-hmm. from your hand, then put it on top. I mean, that, that's kind of the immediate thing that jumps out to me. Other than that, you know, these cost zero. So, um, playing this in Tech of Lawson, great, especially for Banazone. I think that that's like a hundred percent something I'd be, I wanted to do. And that, that, that applies to the whole cycle. Like these are the Evos, like these look very, very premium to me in something like Tech of Lawson, um, where I don't have other, you know, bigger payoffs because I do want to not be spending an additional card to, to play these on a turn. I really like this in Dash that you already pointed it out, but yeah. the fact that this just cost me, yes, my action point, but just one card, like I'm not paying resources for this. And then I have, I'm going to get the return on it because I've got to then blade break equipment, which is going to help me with stop like on hits from my opponent, help with overpower turns. Um, it's also yellow, so it does have like a little bit of flexibility and it still defends for two from hand if you need to just block with it. But the fact that I can definitely set up a effective, like this effectively, if I flip an item off the top, it's the same draw a card. Yeah. You know, once per turn instant, Draw, you know destroy the the base equipment draw a card like that is that is good so i think this one is at its best in dash uh, i think i have this like a c I, I really like these zero cost ones i think they're powerful i have this like a c plus b in dash i think um but well I, basically i guess I'm, i would probably overall give this like a, a c plus b minus it's like a c in max nitro but then it's like a b b plus in dash and take a 
Mm, mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you added Teklavasan. I think this is really good in Teklavasan as well. Yeah. Teklavasan, yeah. I want to be paying zero for my Evos, I think. Um, I think. Again, Evos. You need some that cost zero for yeah. sure. Is Evos so hard to evaluate, but paying. Yeah. The difference between zero and one, I mean, in most card games, but Flush and Blood in particular, huge, because that is an, an entire card that you're sort of circumventing there. I think these are going to be the most fought over equipment. Uh, the evos because i'll read the next one which is uh evo battery pack so all the same text again zero cost blade break defense two uh is an evo chest it says once per turn instant destroy a card under this put a steam counter on item you control with crank hmm. so this one in particular is gonna be very good for max and and dash but also just in general um and then there's still the zero cost blade break equipment so let's just look at this if you get one counter of value out of this plus your two blade break like that counter could be worth a card almost honestly like there's a lot of you know maybe if it's just one resource on something like a hyperdriver it's like yeah it's fine but there's some really powerful equipment where if you can add uh, an extra counter onto the the crank equipment you're going to get some really good value out of it which we'll get into soon so yeah. um i think honestly this one for me is like this is one of the best i think it's like a b b plus maybe okay interesting b plus i had c plus there but um yeah it's funny seeing these at common because i feel like i want these more in the rares <laughs> it's not even close um all right next one is ego cogspitter it's the arm slot of this um this cycle and it says once Turn instant destroy a card into this, put an item with cost zero one from your hand onto the arena. Um, yeah, that effect is good in dash for sure, and it might be good in some of the other heroes as well. If you have to put items in, I'm not sure how many items you're gonna be playing, something like Max Nitro or Teclavosin, but that is a very that is a good effect, especially at instant speed. I mean, we've seen this before with um, you know, I can't draw an exact parallel, but you saw with prism um you know og prism with the crown being able to put something onto the battlefield and effectively cheat out mm -hmm. that uh, that action point like it is very powerful i mean this is one of the ones where if i'm in dash database this is probably like a pack one pick one kind of equipment for me to be honest um <clears throat> So you're forcing it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I, I don't know I, I if think, I'm forcing it. Because I, I feel like it's good in all of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, I, that I zero think it's cost very good in Tickle Boston. Yeah. I think it's good in Max as well. Like, this is how you get to get some good value out of it. Because this is a stat. This is a fact that stays on the board, right? Like, obviously, yeah. once you play Break, it's gone. But you can play this, and then you can wait a couple of turns. You find an item that has, like, has good value, you know, and even in your Max, maybe it's one of the three items you play. You get into the battlefield for because what we talked about earlier, like it is hard, like these cost an action point to put these mm -hmm. items into play and they can ruin your turn. So um, I do think this effect is pretty powerful. And then particularly in Dash, right? Like this is a card you definitely want to have. Like these are the, you want a full set of Evo um, equipment. I, uh, sorry, of the, um, this yellow line of equipment yeah. i think almost and i think if there's a, there's if there's one item that sort of exists at a power level that's far above the rest that you know people tend to want in their decks like this just gives you this sort of gives you permission to play that card i feel like in something like max nitro where you don't have to give up the action point or you don't have to perfectly sequence it so it comes out at the end of your turn um i don't yeah, know I think it's, it's hard to it's hard to evaluate because the 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 card these remember these cost in action yeah so like, yeah, you're going to get the blade break two off of it, but also I need more value than that. And if my value is that I then get to like, because in a single turn, you could go two card hand is dash. Like literally maybe you block the two cards, get passed back and you're like, okay, play this with my action point, immediately activate the once per turn instant and play the item from my hand. Yep. For me, this is the best card we've seen so far. I think I like this more than the others actually. Uh, in everybody. Mm -hmm. in everybody. 
I can't remember. I'd have to scroll back up to the thing. Yeah. This is the best card I've seen so far. It's definitely up there. This is my favorite. Uh, I think that this gives you permission to play. Uh, if there if there is an item that exists, we'll get into the items, of course, later. But if there is an item that exists that is very, very powerful, like you now are able to play that in some of the other decks. And I think that, you know, while I could talk about Tekla Voss and just zero cost Evo is very, very good. Um, but Dash Database, the synergy is obvious. But I think, you know, if there if there is an, a zero cost item that you want to be playing in max, then maybe the one that deals four damage when something hits or or something like that we'll get into yeah. it this this card is very very good i, I like this yeah card the fact it's once per turn instant right like you say yeah you can you can cheat in something like the um the grenade right Which yes is, <laughs> so yeah yeah the, I, I think i think you're right i think this is like a, a b plus maybe like this might this is probably the best of the cycle you you might be right yeah the more I, I think about it so funny i kind of c plus but i just talked myself out of it immediately <laughs> Uh, I had most of these at a B. So at, at Evo Charging Rods, so this is the Evo Legs. It's mm. the same thing. This is once per turn instant, destroy a card under this, create a quicken token. Uh, I mean, I really like that, right? Like, obviously, again, cost you an action point to put this into play, but so often you're going to be able to just play this into the cycle. But then also the on-demand to set up a quicken token for a potential really big turn. Uh, I, I like this card, but I think it's less flexible than the card we just talked about and probably has a slightly lower ceiling than um, than Cogspitter. So I have this sort of like a B though. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd be minus. Like I said, my, my previous rating was, I disagree with it, but B minus for me on this one. Good card. Mm, good to see that. Good to see that. All right. Hayden, take us into Evo Zoom Call. Okay. <laughs> the worst name in the set. I'm calling it right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any reminders of Zoom Calls in my life um okay this is the next cycle of mechanologist uh equipment this is a mechanologist instant equipment though so you can play this next cycle at instant speed and uh they are not bases they are just evos so we're looking at the evo here to start with it is evo zoom call it costs zero defends for zero as well and it says if you have a base head equipped transform it obviously these are all going to say this and then the text on this one is when this is equipped you may banish a card from your hand if you do draw a card so instant speed ability to put an evo into play which can be relevant for cards that have Evo upgrade text, right? Um, yeah. And cards that have any other interaction with the Evos potentially. Good way to save some of your equipment. For instance, maybe you just blocked with that uh, two defense red head and then you play this instant speed so that you don't lose it oh, before the can, combat chain closes. You can do, yeah, you can do that. that. <laughs> you can do that. But my takeaway on this whole cycle is that I think unless you have the build around for these, like I think these are build arounds like maybe C plus, B minus, but otherwise these are like in the... D pluses range for Interesting. me. Interesting. Like I, I wonder if they, I was just thinking, I was wondering if they're good enough with Tech with Tech of oh, It's not Tech of Austin, but the generic weapon, right? Because, uh, but you likely be playing Tech of Austin just because, like, that thing is so powerful if you get three yep. or more Evos out. Um, and this and is like zero. Yes. And it doesn't cost an action point. Yes. Yeah. I think that, like, um, it's just so hard to have. God damn it. They, this is the thing about Flesh they and Blood. Are, they, so they just like to flip the entire script of the game on us. But I think in Tech of Austin that these guys are actually pretty good. Um, because they allow you to sort of ramp up your weapon uh, pretty fast mm -hmm. and it's, uh, without suffering action points. Because, like, you don't want to be ramping up your weapon with, like, massive tempo loss, like, four times in a game, right? That would be bad, yeah. and you're avoiding that with this, potentially. But it comes at the opportunity cost of this being, you know, this card is not great in a vacuum. Doesn't defend. Is only yellow. Like, if this is a blue, yeah. <laughs> I feel very differently about these cards. But, yeah, I think... I think this one is one of the worst, to be honest. Um, like the filter effect is one of the worst. Although, again, Teklavos and you can banish another Evo to play later on. So there is value. So all of these have like some build around grades of like C plus and upwards. But I think this one is like, like I'm not excited about taking this one early in draft, for instance. Mm -hmm. Like it's not particularly what I want. 
Uh, unless I think that archetype is really powerful. So that's why I, like, I have it around like a D plus C minus range. Right. But then we can go on to like the next one, which is Evo Buzzhive, which is the same thing again, Mechanology Instant Equipment, but at the chest slot. And it says when it's equipped, gain a resource. Like you get immediate return from this. And I think a resource is much better than filter, for instance. I mean, that card, that card seems busted. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a lot of things I want to be doing except for the block zero, but that that's fine. I mean, especially something like Teclavasan. I mean, this card seems crazy. I, yeah, I, I I like this one a lot. I, I, I mean, I still think no block is a is a real cost, cost, and this still costs you a card. Like you are effectively going, I get I'm pitching this for red almost, but I get the Evo upgrade effect. So if I don't have any Evo upgrade, yeah, it's bad. You know, reasons to play this, then it's it's not good, right? Um, like any combat tricks or whatever it is. But I think still I would just base put this in the C plus range. But again, build around wise. If this is in the right deck, it's like you know, it's like a B B plus. Mm-hmm. All right. I do. Sorry, one th- oh, another thing I want to point out is if you play this in Teclavosan, right? That's that slot done, right? So you are like you know, there's no. If you played all four of these in Teclavosan, your equipment becomes pretty bad. And yes, you power up your weapon really quickly, but then your equipment is done, right? All your other your other evos are dead. You can't play them on top of this, so there's always a cost to playing these cards. Yeah. So you can activate even. It, can you activate the other evos and then play? You can't play them in response to like the activation of the bases, right? If you're cashing in the base for like the resource or the action point, you could no. It's it's an item under. It's no longer a card. It's okay, just a okay. thing underneath. So yeah, yeah. Okay, with the blocking that works. All right, onto whiz bang. Yeah, all you hate. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when this is equipped up to one target attack. It's plus one. So this is an actual combat trick, yeah. unlike the other ones we've seen, because this immediately can target an attack. So but, I mean, this is good, good combat trick. But oh. again, it comes at a cost. So I think there's a ceiling on this, but I think this one is around like the C plus range. Well, one resource is definitely better than one attack. Um, and this is Maybe. like, this is a pretty, well, just in general, like if you think about like the value of cards, like one resource is definitely mm-hmm. more valuable than a single attack. But yeah, it depends on, on hit effects. And I think this is a very, it's very weak. It's a very weak uh, combat trick, but it's a very modular combat trick at that. Because um, I think I, I'm thinking about something like lunging press. It's like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, hard to value. Well, this this kind of reminds me a little bit of lunging press. Like I, mean, I actually is, think this is, is like lunging press, but it's the payoff. In a deck that you know, and in a deck that doesn't care about evos, this is better than Buzzhive because in a deck that doesn't care about evos, just pitch it instead of equipping it, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this, you can actually get a combat trick out of all pitch it. So, um, you know, bang. I, I think I think it's a little bit better, but worse in the decks that want these effects. And then Zipline is the last one, which is the legs. This is when this is equipped up to one target attack, it's go again. Uh, again, you can use this as a combat trick, and I think this is a better combat trick. Like an action point, I think is worth more than one damage all the time. But I'm, again, I'd probably put this around like the the C plus in the right deck, B range, B plus range. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Um, all right. Let's, let's try to unfry our brains Jesus a little Christ. bit and talk about some of the. <laughs> yeah. This is like, hey, here's this entirely new mechanic that fun- that that interacts with every hero in a vastly different way. It's like evaluated. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we just quickly wrap it up though? Can we, Evos yeah. are really good. They're going to be really important in draft and most decks are going to want some number of them. It's really going to be about which ones you want for the archetype you're going after. I think they're going to dictate a lot of archetypes and Teclavosan is going to just naturally get the most value out of the Evos, no matter what they are. The others are going to be really contextual on the hero that you're drafting. Some of them are better in, all, like for instance, uh, what was like the Cogspitter line, the yellow, uh, mm-hmm. the yellow line that's at action speed. Like that I think is deserves to be in like the B range flat because that is good in every deck. Whereas some of them are going to be a lot more contextual. So I think just just to wrap up our kind of, you know, 
takeaways on on evos Mm -hmm. interesting the dynamic of how many cards you're committing to evos and equipment slot versus like uh attack action cards in your deck and things like that like okay that's for a later discussion anyway on to heavy artillery mechanologist attack action it's at rare we're looking at the red one attack for six blocks for three costs three says evo upgrade the defending hero can't defend with attack action cards uh with cost less than x where x is the number of evos you have equipped um yeah, so when evaluating this card, you kind of need to know like how frequent are non-attack action cards, uh, etc. Like how attack action heavy is the set? Like is the evasion of this card going to be relevant? Um, I think as an end game threat, this is pretty reasonable. That being said, there's cards with like overpower, which is less conditional than this. I assume. Um, I think this card is statted fine. It's fine. Uh, two, oh, two card six with evasion that blocks for three. Um, I like it. I think it's above a role player for me. Maybe like a C plus. Um, yeah. With a well, I, it, when you add in the end game win conditions, like does it bump it up to like a B minus? Is a question. But I think it's a C plus for me. If this is in the right deck, like in a, a Tickle Wilson deck or a, a deck that has built, maybe it's. I think there is like a kind of you know maybe there's like a dash leveler deck here where you play leveler and dash and you just spam the like zero cost evos right like the instant ones to immediately like pump it up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you've got a lot of good items to support that, for instance. So you decide to play Dash instead of Tickle Vossen. Um, Then something like this, right, is a potential uh, six attack that's unblockable because there's not a lot of non-attacks in this format, except for the pumps that block two and equipment. So I think there is like some upside, but you know there is there is ways to sort of end it even with the four Evos and it doesn't get past six attack. So I, I think I have this at like a, a C, but... Yeah, actually, I'm going to go with you C+. Plus. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, it's right. a, C+. Plus. It could be like a B- minus in some decks. If, it, if it was textless, I think it, you know, it'd be like, an, it, it'd be more of a role player. Like the, just red two card six, block three is like a, fi- it's like fine, right? So yeah. when you add this evasive uh, aspect to it, it's like, I think it's C+. Plus. All right. Um, Liquid Cooled Mayhem is our next card. This is a mechanologist action attack. Uh, also has a cycle that costs four. And we're looking at the red, so it attacks for six and defends for three. And it says Evo upgrade. This costs one less to play for each Evo you've equipped. So this could potentially be a zero for six, Brendan. What's the likelihood of this? I think a lot of the time this is going to cost two and three. So, yeah, the thing about two and three is that it's it's interesting and limited. It's like, is two and three, are they similar? Because it still becomes two card yes. six. Like it's, it's just like, it really is two card six. Um, and you getting to where this actually breaks the paradigm of flesh and blood, which is zero card six. Very, very unlikely. I think that the floor of this is like absolute garbage as well. Like if you pay four for this card, oh my God, it's so bad, right? Like it's so, so, so bad. So I would put this at a C minus, I think maybe even a D plus. I don't want to play this card. Uh, I, it's just, I, it's a, the card's a li- I feel like this card's like going to be a liability a lot of the time. There's a build around grade for sure, but if you're not putting down Evo, the card's a massive liability. You can't play. You can't do four. You can't do three card six. That's too bad. I agree, but you could. So even if this cost you four, which I agree that is terrible, and that's like in a D range, right? But if this did cost you four, then you know you're looking at hands where you play three cards basically, uh, or four, sorry, four cards. Um, which is still not good. But as soon as this costs three, it's in the C range, I think. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this costs one, it's in like the B plus, like the B, B plus range. Yep. Um, and it does block three. So I think this is like a C for me. And I, I think this is one where it's like, I'm not going to take this early, 
but as soon as I know that, like you, I, because we want Evos in basically yeah. every deck, right? Like is what we're saying, yeah. we, we think anyway, then I think this is going to be a, a three for six all yeah. the time, which is just fine. And if you feel like you're going to be able to get the upside of this, then the upside is not amazingly high, but one or zero cost is pretty good. Yeah. So it does start to become I think I think I graded too harshly because it blocks for three. Um which sort of yes, stops it being a massive liability. I really like the blue, by the way. So the red might be the worst, but I think actually the blue might be the best. Like mm-hmm. a potential zero cost four or it's just a blue that blocks three is really good. So yeah, and I the think- thing about the blue is you'll be pitching in for the late game, which is when you're, yes, like, you're exactly. more likely to have Evos. Okay, yeah. So the blue makes I think red sense. might be the worst of the of the range, to be honest. And like the blue might be in like the, the C plus range, mm-hmm. maybe B minus in the right deck. All right, next up is Mechanical Strength. This is a Mechanologist attack action at rare. Attacks are five, blocks are three, costs three again. So it's Evo upgrade. This gets plus X attack, where X is the number of Evos you have equipped. I have this out of C. Um, I think this is a, a role player at best, right? We're looking at two card six when you have one Evo, two card five, even worse. Um, but I guess it's not unreasonable to see the ceiling of this. I just think this card is not fantastic. It's fine. I'll put it in my deck. Um, so again, this is a cycle, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a lot of these cycles, the, the blues look quite enticing, I think, because they're like blues that have the really good late game upside, you know, at, at you know, blue, you're going to be able to attack this for a six, right? Potentially in like a, the right tickle boss and deck in the end game. It's like a, you know, a one card, sorry, one card seven, because it would get plus four. That'd be super appealing. Sorry, two card seven. But, um, I think this is like in the C well, I actually think if you're playing this in a deck where you don't have Evos, it's like in the D range, but we think most decks are probably going to play one Evo. So that puts it like automatically into the C range, I think, two card six. But there's potential for this to be like an A. Like if this is attacking for nine, if this is a two card nine, think um, endless more kind mm-hmm. of territory from Monarch, this is like an A, I think. And I think the blue is also very good, even in decks that have less Evos. I'm totally with you with on these cycle of cards where it's like, um, you look at the red and you see this like, oh my god, two cards. Like, ugh, I just don't know. In limited, like, are you going to like? Is that a situation going to materialize? What's much more likely to materialize is you pitch it as a blue that blocks for three, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then it's freaking ridiculous value in the late game when you actually have those evos equipped if your deck is built for that. So I'm also on the blue train here. Um, with yeah, but cars. also like, if you have you know, uh, you can't you can't fill your deck with too many of these. Like, it's gonna be. But deck composition and balance can be really important in this format. You can't have too many items. You don't want too many evos. You don't want too many of this because they don't have go again. And then also it's like if you play this early, it's a two card five, which is terrible, right? Mm-hmm. But if this is a two card seven or a two card eight, you start to get great value. So it's it's all so contextual. But I, I do think that this card has like a really high ceiling. It's not that hard to get there. It's going to be great in the right deck. So it's like I think overall I have this at like honestly, I think this more sits like a B minus for me. C plus B minus. Interesting. Okay. Let's move on to the items now. We're looking at blue items next. This is going to be a fuel injector. This is a zero cost mechanologist action item at rare. It says instant. Put this at the bottom of its owner's deck. Gain a resource. Uh, these are not cycles. So just a blue one. It's <laughs> uh, an interesting one. Um, so it takes your so action point if you play it. And yes. if you play it via dash, you effectively get zero resource. It's a no block card. It is blue, so it can be pitched. Uh, oh, that's so funny. I have my notes here. How do I? How the hell do I evaluate this in limited? <laughs> I, <said> this. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a C minus. 
Yeah, I, I have this at um, a C. It's a resource card that can gain a resource. It has first turn equity. Going first in this format is really good, by the way, <laughs> uh, because of the items, right? You get you get first turn equity. Um, but then also boost kind of derails that a little bit because you can get second turn equity as well. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think second I turn think, will actually be the best, to be honest. I think it will be. Well, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but <laughs> I think the fact that this is a resource card that has impact and, and dash is particularly good. Um, but I, I think this is like a C. Yep. Maybe C plus. All right. Uh, next up is medkit. Uh, this is a action, mechanologist action item at blue. It says action. Put this on the bottom of his owner's deck. Gain two resource. I right, gain two life. Cost you two life. actions. Gain two life. Cost you two actions. Okay. Yeah, you said it's gain two. Action. You said gain two resources. So it's uh, gain. Oh, two sorry. Life. Gain two life. Sorry. Gain two life. Yeah, I had. Um, it's interesting. Contextually, like, is there something that happens with this card where it's not just absolute garbage? I don't think so. Because <laughs> um, put this on the bottom of its owner's decks, so you're like, oh, I'm looping this and gaining life. Like, that's not just, that's just not going to happen. It's not how the game works. And the card doesn't even work like that when you start to think about how the end game scenario actually plays out. I think this card is bad, but uh, I'm, tra- I'm traditionally, I'm pretty hard on uh, on gain life effects. And I have been wrong in the past. Uh, <clears throat> healing <It's>, bomb. <laughs> how often do your gain life cost you two action points, though? Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah, exactly. I have this as a D. Yeah, I could agree with that. All right, on to Steam Canister. Um, again, Mechanologist item, blue pitch, zero cost as instant. Put this on the bottom of its owner's deck. Put a Steam Counter on an item you control with Crank. So immediately thinking about this as gain a resource by putting it on a hyperdriver, but that's contextual gain a resource it going back on the bottom of your deck. How good is it to put items on the bottom of your deck because they're no block cards? That's my question. <laughs> I don't want these in the bottom of my deck. <laughs> I want these in my graveyard for like scrap effects um, and not to draw no blocks later in the game, to be wow, honest. Wow, that's but- so funny. Do you think this is actually an inherent downside they designed so that you can't scrap them? Because a lot of people would see that as an upside, like, oh, I don't fatigue. But you, I think you so. literally are fatiguing with this because you have no block cards. Yeah, because they don't block. Yeah. I think maybe mid-kit you could argue because you can gain life, but it costs you. Yeah, I, I think this is a downside that he's going in the bottom of your deck, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it'll be an upside. You know, you can crack it when you've just pitched like your best red to make sure you get to play that red for instance yeah. off a two card hand whatever but um i think this is the most exciting though because of the crank keyword and <laughs> i think you can get more than one resource more than two life of value out of a crank counter uh, steam counter on a crank equipment so i have this in like i still think this is in like the d to c range in a lot of decks but like i have this as like a you know build around synergistic like c plus b minus honestly i think this card could be really good mm, i have c minus but simply because i don't see the immediate uh, build around, so I'll yeah. defer to you there. <laughs> we'll see. There's a lot of these cards the same build around. You can only do so much building around, right? Like, and then yeah. we've got to be realistic about like just what's the average no. value of a card. Exactly, and we got to be realistic about like no block items in a deck where you're just yep. getting pounded by Max Nitro, and it's like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, like the thing about items in Flesh and Blood is like they've always just been this, um, you know, they have historically in the past been Magical Christmas Land, where it's like mm, that mm. looks great, but <laughs> yeah, it's not a game place. All right, Blair. Next up, speaking of, yep, polarity reversal script. This is a mechanologist action item at rare. This costs one, so we've just looked at the blue cycle. Now we've got the red cycle almost. Uh, it has keyword crank on it. It also has no defense. None of these have defense. It has crank, and it says, this enters the arena with a steam counter. At the start of your turn, destroy this unless you remove a steam counter from it. Action cards get minus one defense while defending your mechanologist attack actions. 
my notes here are this card seems nuts, but might be too cute. So there is a, another side, there's another card like this that gets plus one attack on your mechanologist cards. And I think that, that card is actually better um, because you're more likely to get value out of it. The value is not contextual. And again, things with crank, you can put additional steam counters on them. And if you're getting that for two turns, you're looking at like, oh, I have like mini CMH, like super mini CMH, but mini CMH. Uh, this card, more contextual. Your opponent has the agency to block around. It's still a great end game finisher. I have it as uh, a C. Uh, best potential to go up though. I think that I could be wrong about this card and its ability to finish the, I was, the game. But the thing I is, was is like you have it. to destroy the the counter at the beginning of the turn. It's important to note. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get rid of the counter. Like you can't just like you can't save this for late game. No, you get this for one. Yeah. You get this for one turn, right? Like either you play this and you crank it and you get the use of it now, or uh. you play it at the end of the combat and you set up for next turn. But then your opponent gets agency, like you say, to decide how to play around the card. I think. It's, it's still good. Like, there mm. is value to this. But let's just say, okay, you have to attack with three attacks to get the value out of this. Yep. And also, it's action cards, That's not how- your weapons. Yes. So, so, you have to play... Just to get one card of value out of this, you need to attack with three attacks. Or you need to get another counter on this to do it for two turns, for instance. Which then you're still... Yeah, that's a crank kind of value. Yeah. So I have this like a C minus. Yeah, uh, C. I think that C minus is probably closer to it. So the the reason why it's hard is like even with what you said there, you're like, oh, you have to play it in this manner. It's like, well, you can play it on top of your deck with dash IO, um, and then you can get two turns out of it potentially, right? But you pay the additional resource. You could also sure. add a counter to this because there are things that say add a counter to something you have with crank. Um, but there is a hierarchy of items in Bright Lights where it's like I would want to be adding additional counter to get two turns of value off of it, and this is one of the ones that's lower. Because it's conditional, it gives your opponent the agency to block around it. But in terms of an endgame finisher, you know, honestly, I'm going to go with an attack action with overpower to finish the game. I'm not going to use this card. <laughs> yeah, I want an overpower card. Let, let's look at the biscuit. So, okay, you probably, if, you're, if your game goes for six turns, maybe, right, you're going to see six cards off the top of your deck with dash IO, right? So mm-hmm. it's already, you know, you're already seeing, what, you know, at, at best a sixth of your of your deck right so you have to also hit those odds to start with even to see this off the top and then you have to play it off the top like if you ever draw this in dash like you're still faced with the same problem that everyone else is of like the bad value of this card mm-hmm. and it's red so the flexibility is not particularly great so there yeah i think you just gotta be careful about how many uh, of these kind of cards but you know in the right situation this card's gonna be good i think it's too cute like i think i'd just rather have a card that you know like heavy artillery or rather have a card to overpower or rather have a card that doesn't allow my opponent to block with equipment like why go th- why jump through these hoops for some like a somewhat evasive ability right like you're jumping through the hoop of like an item that doesn't have dual functionality of blocking your deck an item that costs a resource and an item that consumes your action point like all those things just like lead to a situation where it's like ugh. Well, I know a card you might want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called a Penetration Script. <laughs> it's a mechanologist action item at rare, and it costs one. Pitches for yellow, by the way. Has crank, and says, this enters the arena with a steam counter. It always says this. The start of your turn. Destroy it unless you remove a steam counter from it. It says your mechanologist attack action cards get plus one attack. I had a B plus. I think that this is one of the cards where, you know, if you get one turn of value off of it, it's not great. But... I think this is one of those cards where you're going to be prioritized putting the extra counter on it. Um, this is a crank item, and if you're able to get two cards, my question is like, you want multiple? My my notes were you want multiple turns of value of this. Two should be enough, but the card seems nuts. Like if you're able to get even more than two, um, but two is like a great scenario to be. And I think the floor is not devastating as well. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because of boost, obviously, and like the the in the right deck, you can if you get this for one turn, you're probably going to get three value off of it, right? Yeah, ideally. Maybe, yeah. And then in the, if you're able to add a count. So at that point, it's like it's worth the card you've you've played and, and probably pushes break points, et cetera. Like it, it's pretty good. 
if you get two turns of value off of it with some synergy from other cards, then yeah, I think you're in the B plus range. I have this as a B minus because I think there's some build around requirement to this. Like it needs some support cards, mm-hmm. but I do think this is obviously a lot better than than the uh, Their previous one. script. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have security script, which is the blue in this cycle. So it's a one cost mechanologist action item at rare. Uh, doesn't defend, has crank, and obviously enters with a steam counter and says your mechanologist attack actions get plus one defense. So the same thing if you don't remove a counter, you have to destroy it. Um. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's good. Uh, it's blue. Yeah, it's good. It's blue. Uh, it's not bad. And dash io dash io right because it mm-hmm. and just the arena you get it's a combat trick. Yep. Ugh, but you don't want to be playing on your opponent's turn. That's the problem. I mean, unless you have that's, to. That's my problem with dash io. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it enters the arena with the steam counter. You get. You get. So you get. At the. Should move from at the start of your turn. So you get two turns of value off of it, right? Like two turns of blocking value. This one you can get <clears throat> this one you can potentially get a little bit more value off of, right? So you can play this past the turn. This pretty good. Start. This card's pretty good, Hayden. Because it's blue. Yeah, so how I much, how much, how much yeah, how much value do you need to get out of this for this card to be good, right? Because we think about the previous card, it's a yellow. And if you get three value, if you so if there was a card that said cost one, attacks for three, blocks for zero, you'd be like, that's the worst card I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh but if you had a card that was um, you know, attacks for two or you know, two two defense, etc. I don't know. This card is just way easier to get value. Out I want of. full value out of this. Yes, and I, I think I think that's reasonable. Like I think that's reasonable. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's tough contextually with like where you exist in terms of like are you the beatdown in the matchup? Because um, you know if you have to switch tempo or if like this is not going to be the strategy. But this card is flexible as well because it's a blue. So I think this card potentially is the best one. Um, I think it's easy to get value out of it because you're looking over the course of two turns with the way uh the steam mm-hmm. counters come off um yeah b for me i think b and b b minus i know i said a higher on the last one but i don't think this card is uh breaking the format or anything like that i i think this is like a yeah i had this to c plus b minus i think it's probably more of a b nice but you've got to factor all the downsides again it doesn't defend you have to use your action point to play it your opponent gets the agency to play around in some way, potentially just blocking out your attacks as opposed to attacking to deny you value from the card, like all of those things. But I think all things said and done, like it's still a very, very good card. Um, next up, we have Backup Protocol. protocol, And there's a Backup Protocol Red, Backup Protocol Yellow, Backup Protocol Blue. So there are different cards. It's kind of like the um, the Fletch with X tail from the last set. So I'll just read out one and they will replace the word red with yellow or blue, depending on the card. Uh, there are zero cost mechanological action item at common they have crank and they say they enter with a steam counter same text if they start your turn destroy this unless you remove a steam counter and they have instant two resources destroy this return a red yellow slash blue whatever color you've played um or sorry whatever color the card is uh attack action card from your graveyard to your hand so this is kind of memorial ground except back to your hand and it costs you two resources but you can keep it around for a turn potentially id yeah, I had this as a C minus because like maybe there's some like value on this, but I, I think it's more like a D. I think these are the kind of items that like I'm really not excited to play in my deck. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the blue one. Um, the problem. I is, just like, wonder if like deck does like deck density does matter at some point, and maybe yeah. these are relevant. But then you've played a card to do it anyway, so it's like, would I rather just have another card that blocks three or it was an attack, for instance? I was like, just thinking about the blue one because like you destroy it and you get a blue back, and you know you pitch for two with that. 
and you're able to pitch for three with the blue you got back, but like that's ultimately not good because you played your, you consumed your action point. Just pitch the blue. Yeah, just I know. Pitch the blue that just, you had already. It's just, it's just terrible, I think. And you can knit an action point with the blue. Uh, sorry, a Rizal's point, but that's you've already had to pay a card to do so. So yeah, these cards are bad. All right, up to boom grenade. Acknowledge action item. We're looking at the red one. Cause zero has crank on it. it. Says this enters the arena with a steam counter at the start of your turn. Sure, unless you move the steam counter. When a mechanologist and it says when a mechanologist attacked action. Uh, card you control hits a hero destroy this and it deals four damage to them um this is a card i've actually seen people get excited about on twitter i think it's a good card the issue is like i think you i don't know is this enough like you just land this on the board and it's like your opponent's just like okay i literally have to block them out for potentially like two turns that seems kind of nuts i don't know what are your thoughts on this card because um, they can't let you activate this, right? Like, uh, let's say you don't have yeah. a combat track. Because the idea where it's like, oh, I play this card when I have a combat track, like, it might be too contextual. So evaluate this without a combat track. You land on the battlefield. Your opponent is not presented with, okay, I literally have to block them out for as long as this card exists on the battlefield. Um, I mean, this this card's really good. I think obviously, if you can do this at instant speed, right? If you have the ability to like dash IO this um, or Evo to put this into play at instant speed. That's really, really powerful, right? Like you're going to, you know, but let's look at it, right? It's a zero for four. Like that is like at red, that is kind of the the base of it. It costs you an action point effectively to get into play, but it has some flexibility. It's a little bit different to an attack. It's a hard card to evaluate comparative to a zero four attack. Um, but also the other thing is like, if they do block out your attacks and this is no, this is not, this is zero for nothing. Obviously it forces them to that play pattern, but that is, that is a, a potential downside to what this card could be. So I think this is going to sit anywhere from like the C plus to like B plus range. Mm-hmm. It's really going to depend on on your deck. But like the fact that they, as a base level, this can be blocked out. I think that for me puts these in like a, yeah, in that like C plus B minus range for majority of the time. Mm. Yeah, I had C, but this is one of those cards I could see, I could see myself being very, very wrong on, on contextually with yeah. like how the format plays out. Uh, it doesn't block though. Like some, you still got to factor all those things. It doesn't block. It's an item, you know? Yeah. Cost an action point. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we have Dissolving Shield. Still more items to come. Uh, this is a, a cycle. So, sorry, we should just point that out. Boom Grenade is also a cycle mm. as well. This is a cycle. Dissolving Shield. Uh, Mechanology action item costs zero. It has crank. And same thing with the uh, steam counters. But this enters with three steam counters on it. And then at the start of turn, destroy this unless you remove a steam counter from it has instant remove a steam counter from this prevent the next one damage that would be dealt to you this turn if this has no steam counters destroy it uh this comes in red yellow and blue they come in with less steam counters depending so blue with one yellow with two the red with three steam counters on it um well, yeah i thought this card was terrible like yeah unplayable <laughs> well it might be playable in dash io but i don't think it's playable in any, any others i think it's like a d but nice. maybe maybe a c minus and and dash but again doesn't block cost you an action point if you draw it it's pretty bad um but you know there is like there is things that we just looked at boom grenade for instance right like this is kind of a semi counter to a card like boom grenade in terms of that you get this into play and huh. it helps you with your blocking yeah. for instance but you'd rather be so, the dude with the boom grenade than the dude that needs to draw the dissolving shield to counter the boom grenade like yes of course so of course. yeah i think this is like a i think this card is like unplayable I think this card is like a D minus. It's closing to like the F range for me. It's just bad. I don't know. These are those things. So there's there's cards that exist like this in every format. Talk about Memorial Ground. Memorial Ground, there was no context. That card was just trash because you were losing a card. But this card looks like that. It's just, it doesn't really do anything. You're not going to get value out of it. 
is it is there going to be some contextual thing in the format where this is fulfilling some sort of weird synergistic role? I doubt it, but that can happen. So looks bad. All right, move on. Yep. All right, on to Hadron Collider. It's also a cycle. Um, item costs one, pitches for red, has crank, enters the arena with form seed counters, says when you boost an attack, destroy this. If you do, that attack gets plus X, where X is the number of steam counters on this. So you got a little bit of a threat of activation. Um, you have a one for four at best. You know, you can obviously put a counter on this with some other items maybe. But uh, yeah, this this card to me was a D plus. I thought this card was bad. I just don't... Um, s- mm. So it, yeah, so like I would say like at base level, this is at red as a one give plus three and exposed attack, right? Because you can crank and then you can immediately crack it. And consumes an action point. Well, you crank it, right? So you get the extra mm-hmm. point back. Oh, yeah. So you crank um, it, so one so for three. Yeah. One for three. So at that point, a one for... Th- so this is always going to be one for three unless you dash I out off the top, right? Because either you play at the end of your combat chain for a plus three boost next turn, plus three attack next turn, and then that, that loses team count at the start of the turn. So the base of a no defense one cost plus three at red is like pretty low, right? Like I think that's in like the D... Yeah. Ter- like a C minus territory because you can compare that to a card like our pumps from previous sets, right? What I like about this card, though, is the fact that you can set it up for next turn to push a big attack with potential on hit or push damage to get through. And I think this format, especially in Sealed, like, it's going to be hard to push damage a lot of the time. There's a lot of cards that aren't particularly great. There's a lot of cards that have average damages. There's still pretty good block and a lot of three blocks in this, this format, and you get a lot of access to cards in your card pool. You need to find ways to push damage. And this sort of setting up for a push damage turn on the next turn, I think, is quite good. Like, this has flexibility as opposed to just a, an action, a non-attack action that said, you know, uh, one cost plus three to your next attack so i have this more in like honestly like the c plus range i think this card is actually pretty reasonable but is going to be maybe a little dick dependent so i'd say like c c plus i think all right d plus for me um, I, I, th- I think you're straight wrong on that one like i think like it, it's a one for three at worst right so i don't know i don't want to play one for three no play blocks. i don't want to play them but if I, yeah. it's contextual and like, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough, but yeah, you're probably right actually. Yeah. <laughs> next hole here. This is your favorite card. This next one. Yeah. Mini force field. <laughs> uh, so this is another mech action item cycle. Uh, it costs one has crank and uh, enters with four steam counters. If it's red, th- uh, three, if it's yellow, two, if it's blue, you have to remove steam count at the start of the turn um, or destroy it. And it has ward X where X is the number of steam counters on it. Yeah, so I think that one's an F. I said unplayable and limited. By the way, F you, Brian. This is, uh, <laughs> more ward cards. Yeah, more ward cards. <laughs> um, I like that this, this is an interesting dash IO, like instant speed potentially. Like you have a red that's kind of like you would block with or vacate in your hand and you just play this off the top, pitching your red and you have ward four. Um, but you have to then make sure you're getting the full value of the ward, right? which can be a little bit awkward. Um, I do like that these have like some, like you're going to be putting items, some extra items in your deck potentially if you go first. In the okay, game, so there, I think. there's a reasonable argument there. So if you're playing Dash IO and you play this on your opponent's turn, you're turning a red into a four block. That's, no, you're not a red. You're turning a yellow, by the way, because you just paid two for this. Yes, um, sorry. Yes, you're right. Yellow. Yep, correct. That's good. That is magical Christmas land, though. <laughs> it's very narrow. Yeah. It is very narrow. And then otherwise you're drawing a red. That I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's like you get to play. You maybe have a free resource and this turns into like a, a, a three block that just kind of sits on the field for that turn, for the next turn, which is not honestly, that isn't the worst. Um, 
Is this filler? Yeah, a lot of the time it's filler. I, a lot of these items, the first one is going to be okay, but you can only play so many items. So this probably isn't like the, the D plus C yeah. range. I, re I really don't like this card, but again, you put enough of these cards in a set and there can be some sort of strategies that emerge from that when they are playable. Um, other than that, I, I think this might be more of a cyborg grade, actually, the more I think about it. Maybe it's like a cyborg um, CC plus. Yeah. All right. Overload script. Getting out of these cycles, so not a cycle. Um, Mechanology item, zero cost, red pitch, has crank, edges the arena with a single steam counter, says your Mechanologist attack action cards get overpower. My grade was build around. <laughs> what do you think, Aiden? Sounds like something you'd want to be, like maybe, right? So this is, uh, you're giving something overpower. It's just like, this is a, I don't know, this card is literally only playable in conjunction with another card that benefits from it. So it's tough. Yeah, but those cards are all, those cards are readily available. They just boost attack actions, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this is the sort of card you can take early like this card is just powerful that's the thing like there's some cards where we've learned like, oh these are build around grades and they require other cards but like the payoff is not particularly great the payoff on this is like pretty pretty solid like, this is a really good game ender i think um, and you can set this up mm, right yeah the difference so the reason why this card is okay is because it says your mechanologist attack action cards so <laughs> the entire turn get overpowered so yeah i think that the miscalculation you can make when you first value this card is like, oh, I play this with like a big attack. It's like, no, you just play this and then you play your big go wide boost attack. And then that's kind of how you kill them because the more wide you go as well, the less value your opponent could potentially get out of the armor. Where it's like, if this was just dominate on a big attack, they could potentially just fridge it plus a card or whatever equipment they have. Where now you're presenting- They can still do that. Yeah, they can still do that. But now you're presenting like, ideally like four, four, four. And then they're like, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's better. Uh, maybe it's better on the single attack. I'm just not sure. I think it's better on the single attack because I think what you do is you play this. You, mm -hmm. you arsenal your pump. You pass the turn, and then you play your like big Evo upgrade card or your like just there's some naturally big attacks where it's coming to and you attack for like eleven overpower. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think you want to do with this card. I I have this at like B minus C okay. plus range. Okay, interesting. Yeah, definitely C yeah. C plus for me. But build around. Build around. I, I think, yeah, the build around is really powerful. Um, next up, we have MHZ script. Uh, this is the yellow of the next of the script cycle, I guess. Um, it has crank. It's a mechanological action item, cost zero. Uh, when it enters with a steam counter on it, same text. If uh, you remove steam counter, start turn. Destroy it unless you remove steam counter. And it says your mechanological attack action cards get go again. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very contextual. Um yeah my grade was actually i'm i said i was going to circle back to it after i rated everything else and i didn't circle back um yeah i mean uh, how close is this to a one card do nothing is my question that doesn't block for anything yeah you can play so many of these this is more narrow i think than overload script because you know you have a lot of boost attacks in this game there, there is there is in the set cards that do not have boost Yes, And I think, you know, there's going to be relevant ways to set this up, but I just think the payoff is not as good as the red. And I mean, we're about to talk about the, the blue, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I it, just, although I will say, mm -hmm. like, you know, in terms of crank targets for adding extra counters to, like the red and the blue script that we've just talked about are, are a couple of the best. Like the value is more than one where it is on like hyperdriver or even say like the mini force we just talked about so i don't know i have this like a c plus i think this card is like fine it's yellow so you can pitch it early and set it up for late game with some like a cup to do a couple of big attacks yeah but Th these costs here i mean honestly i'm cranking 
I'm cranking the the mini CMH. That's what I'm cranking. Yeah. Well, yeah, that card. I think that card. That, the more I think about that card, I think maybe that card is even. Might I actually, I think, brought my card down that grade, but I think it's even better than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think might it's, be more of a B B range. Yeah, it might be format warping. To be, I don't know. It just depends how we'll consistently you can crank on. Yeah, add. I'm gonna counters. give this one a C plus though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, D plus max for me. All, All right. right. Auto save script crank. Um, enters the arena with a single steam counter. Blue pitch, zero cost item, of course. Your mechanologist attack action cards get when this hits. Put it on the bottom of its owner's deck. All right, so this is a uh, do-nothing card. This is a D, maybe an F for me. It's an F. Yep, F. Um, it's a blue. Yeah, it this... can't be an F because it's a blue. I don't know. It's a D. I think it's a D, and it might be in the right deck quite good, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a, bl- it's a blue you use early, then you get it out before your big push turn as, I don't know, Max Nitro, and then you put all those cards to the bottom, and then you do it again. I yeah. That's so narrow, though. I honestly think it's a D, but it could be potentially a sideboard, like, not D. Funny parallel. There was a card caught in Arc, uh, Arcane Rising called card Cognition Note. It was actually pretty good <laughs> because the, yes. the format was all fatigue. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that card was actually pretty good. This card, I don't think it's good. I think it's bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, format, context, everything. But, ultimately, this is a D to D minus for me. All right, next up. Cogno has also stayed around for the whole game. This does true, 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 true. All right, next up is uh, Hyperdriver. Uh, a third time this has been reprinted now. Uh, this is a Mechanologist action item. We only get the red one in the set. It says this enters the arena with three steam counters. And when it has none, destroy it. And it says once per turn, when you boost a card, remove a steam counter from this and gain a resource. Uh, I mean, Hyperdriver looks really good in the set, <laughs> just given like all things considered. I think this is like a B minus for me, B, B minus. This is such a good early pick because it's just, it's going to go in every deck and provide you value and then index like Max, for instance, or even Dash, you get even more value from this card. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh I'm trying well, to think, uh, I feel like you had like this is like a D or something. Yeah, I did not. I just oh god, let me. Okay. So okay, let me let me let me sell it to you a bit more, right? I think items obviously like if we look at the items, and this is an item that gets you three resources over its life, right? Yep. I think comparative to a lot of items that we've seen so far, that's quite good. Okay, you can sell me on that. Cost one though. So like you can't, it's hard to you can't draw direct, direct parallel yes. to the zero costs. I think if you're rating mm-hmm. it a B ish area, you have to compare it to the to micro CMH. Yeah, I, I think I I have this at a B minus. I think I might have that got like a B plus to be honest. I think yeah. I, I would go back on that grade to be honest. Maybe maybe this is more like a C plus, but I think this is a really good early pick that's going to go into the decks you play and allow you to yeah this is flexible i mean this is as flexible as a zero cost item gets we've looked at so many just trash tier items so far to be honest like some of those items are like oh my god in this like random scenario this card still basically does nothing this card just does something um yeah it's fine yeah it's good i think c plus compared to other items it's good cool all right right. that wraps up the item parts we've gone through the evos the mechanologists the items now we get to talk about some attack actions all right brendan I tell you what, I'm super glad we're moving off of the items and equipment. This has been one of the hardest set reviews I think we've had to do. Uh, so many contextual cards in the first half of the set review, but good news is for us, especially, but also you, the listeners, uh, I think these cards are a lot more straightforward and uh, easier to graze, move forward into the attack actions. So we start with Hydraulic Press. This is a mechanologist action attack. 
Uh, there is a cycle. We're looking at the red one here. It attacks for six, defense for three, and says scrap. So we've already talked about scrap, but again, for the first time, as additional cost to play this, you may banish an item or equipment from your graveyard. When this attacks, if it's scrapped a card, this gets overpower. So again, this can't be defended by more than one action card with overpower. I think this card is really, really good. Very I think this good. card is the, the kind of card I want to see early on. Um, this is like, I think, first pickable territory. I think this is a B. Card makes no sense, right? It's supposed to be a downside. It's all upside. <laughs> I don't know. It's a two for six and it has an upside ability. And it blocks for three. This is like, in the power level of this card is incongruent. Almost, is in it? my opinion. Yeah, like the other- Just because you've been looking at some of these items that are yeah. harder. Like- scrap is good. Scrap is a really good thing to be doing. Um, yeah, and there's there's like, this isn't, an overpower is just objectively good, where it's like, I guess, you know, we'll talk about Scrap Hopper after this, where it's like, you get a quick and token, like, those are also good. I mean, maybe it's on power level Scrap, but the Scrap cards seem really, really good, because you want to be Scrap, we talked about Tekovasen, like, you block with the Evo, you Scrap it, now you can play it, like, it's- that's crazy. Um, I, I think this card is absolutely a B to B plus. This card is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you haven't seen a lot of these cards. So next up is Ratchet Up. This is a mechanologist action attack at rare. Uh, again, it's a cycle. Uh, it costs one. Defense for two. Attacks for five at red. And it says if an item you control has been destroyed this turn, action cards get minus one defense while defending this. And it has Galvanize. So for the first time, Galvanize. Uh, when this defends, you may destroy an item you control. If you do, this gets plus two defense. First of all, I want to know, what's your thoughts on Galvanize as a mechanic? How good do you think Galvanize is? I think it's bad. You think it's bad? Yeah. Do you think it's good? Why is Galvanize good? Why is blowing up an item that you paid an action point or a whole resource for? I mean, it's good on the items where you're getting static value out of them, right? Like the it, the crank items. It's good on items where you've already got the value out of. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right? Well, already got the value out of. Like what? What's so like, uh, so we talked about these items at the start, but like, you know, the one, your little mini CMH, for instance. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, you've, you've used the, the steam counter. It's going to blow up the start of the turn anyway. Right, so right. all those ones I that blow up at the start of turn. I can see. Yeah. You're right. Galvanize is good because of that. Galvanize is good because you can free roll it. Galvanize. I was thinking about Galvanize as like, I, blow up my I think Galvanize adds value to these items that we talked about before that are like D's and C's, you know, these ones that were like, well, maybe it's playable in the right deck. I think Galvanize adds value, like Polarity Reversal Script, right? This is the one that attack action, uh, action cards get minus one while defending your mech attack actions. It's like, okay, you play that, you get two value out of it, and then it's done. Well, actually, now I get an additional two value with Galvanize out of it. Like, that. that's what I'm interested in uh, when it comes to Galvanize. I think it makes... I think it makes good cards better and bad cards better, which is the kind of card I'm into. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Also, at rare, this one. I mean, this this is a one for five attack uh, that also says if an item's been destroyed this turn. So if an item ticks down at the start of the turn or, you know, something like a hyperdrive was broken during this turn to when you boost an attack and now you use resource to play Ratchet Up, uh, action cards get minus one while defending this. Like, that is that is good, especially when you're attacking for five. Yeah, good card. Blocks for two. It does block for two. And I think, I think if it's blocked for three, it would be... Insane. It would just be broken, right? It would just be beyond the matrix that we uh, usually bounce cards on. <laughs> but what are you grading this? I don't know. I think it's a B. I have this is an A minus. Okay, I can see that. I think this is one of the better cards in the set. This is the card. Like if I see this in my pack, I think this is the card. I'm just like a lot of time we snap first picking. I think. Um, along with like the powerful Majestics and some of yeah. the powerful Evos. It's interesting because Galvanize is on a two block card. So it's like I'm sacrificing, I'm converting the block value 
the three block that this could card this card could have. And instead of getting that, I'm putting it on the attack, right? So it's now it's a yep, one for five right. instead of a one for four. That is literally just how the, they've done the math on balancing this card. And now, because this is a two block, I can now blow up an item. So this this it's like this card, I, I guess it has fun a function of attacking and blocking, which cards that have premium attacks usually don't, right? Usually the cards that have premium attacks are two blocks, and then if you block with them, it's like really bad for you. But this card potentially it would not be terrible for you if you free roll breaking the item on Galvanize. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting paradigm. This is a weird spot. <laughs> you know? They've kind of broken the the traditional mold of this. These kind of like a flesh and blood card with this, because it does both things. Kind of That's why I like it so much. That's why it's in that and that uh, A minus. Yeah, Maybe it's pretty good. <laughs> I'll give it I'll give it a B because I'll just be I'll be uh conservative on this one. Alright, you'll move on. Yes, sir. Moving on to <coughs> Scrap Hopper, Mechanologist, Attack, Action, at Rare, looking at the red one. Cost zero, pitches for red, attacks for three, blocks for three, has Scrap. So this one is attacks. If it's Scrapped a card, create a Quicken token. This is not as good as the uh, three for six, in my opinion. Um, but No, but it can si- it's just a, a good way to sit up in some of the decks that want to go wider. Quicken token is, is very good, right? Yes. Uh, it's a zero good. for three, blocks three. Um, I don't know. Like it's 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 gonna do some great stuff for Tickle Blossom. I think. Like the reason I like Quicken Tokens in this format, I think, is the fact that you can obviously then um like play attacks that don't have boost and then still play an item or a Evo afterwards, mm-hmm. and that that is gonna be really relevant. So I think I think not to underestimate the Quicken Token. Um, like for instance, I have this at like a in the B range. I think it's like a B minus in a, a lot of decks, and in, in some Tickle Blossom decks, it's gonna be like a B plus. Okay, I had a C plus, but. I could, I mean, scrap seems like a super powerful mechanic in Tuckle Lawson. Even outside Tuckle yeah. Lawson, I mean, zero, a zero for three, they gave you a Quicken token. Let's just pretend it's not even conditional because you have, well, I guess item or equipment. So it is, uh, it is, it, it it is, is reasonably it conditional. It's it early. Because, yeah. That's why I like the, I actually think I really like the blue in this. I think, you know, I can pitch it early. I can get it, you know, like if I, I you know, if I don't need it, but also attacking for one and building a quicken token is still fine, you know. So, yeah. um, especially if it's going to allow me to play items out or play evos out. So, I, I, yeah, I have this in like the B range. Um, okay, I'll say definitely. C plus, but I'm happy to be wrong on scrap cards. They seem very powerful. All right, next up we have soup up. This is a uh, again a cycle at rare mechanological attack action. We're looking at the red one. Attacks for four, defense for two, and cost zero. It says if an item you control has been destroyed this turn, this gets go again, and it has galvanize. Uh, so, you know, we looked at, I guess we looked at originally ratchet up, you know, kind of this idea of a, um, it has like the offensive value. This is a go again effect, right? So you're trading that defensive value for a, a go again trigger, potentially, um, if an item's been destroyed, and also still has galvanize. So, I mean, this card seems pretty good. Is Galvanize better on blue cards than red cards? Um, I think it's good on all of them. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. The way they've, like, valued Galvanize is, like, weird, pretty low, right? Like, because obviously you're losing an item for it, but I think that's not that much of a downside. Like, there's so many items that I think you're... At least that's my takeaway so far. God, we're just bal- we're balancing so many things when we're trying to evaluate this card, because... <clears throat> Obviously, if you're free rolling the item, like you've gotten the value of the item and you galvanize, it's great. But then we're like, what kind of deck is able to play items consistently enough to get galvanized? Like how many times you have to galvanize? And then it's like, you know, you're adding in items to a deck. Maybe you don't want them because you have this more aggressive oriented deck or is it just But take away galvanize. Take away galvanize. Zero for four at worst. Zero for four at worst. Yeah, zero for four blocks for two. Um, Yeah. I think that's a C. 
So you have four blocks for two. Conditional Gogan, I think, is a C plus. Um, could mm-hmm. creep into a B minus, but I would probably put a C plus. Okay, I, I have this at a B, B plus. Okay. Um, but I might be overrating Galvanize. I just, I really like the flexibility of a mechanic like Galvanize. No, I think, I think you're right. I think it's really good. I do think it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and I think particularly like in, in Max, the, this is going to look very good. Um, chain extenders, you know, cards Ooh. that keep value. Yeah, I didn't really consider Max Nitro. And if you... I mean, you guys will just have access to those uh, hyperdrivers a lot, but you don't really want to be blowing up a hyperdriver. It's more the other items, but is that it's just good to have that sort of modality in the card? Mm-hmm. Hard to say. Hard well, to say. if it's like I think if I kind of look at it this way, it's like if I it's the blowing up the hyperdriver for galvanize is kind of a little awkward because it comes to play with two counters. So if you crank it, then you need to not play a boost card afterwards, so you keep mm-hmm. the resource. But let's just say you do that, then you're not attacking with Banksy probably on on that turn. Um, a lot of the time, I mean, you still could honestly. Like, okay, if I think about this, right? I pitch my blue. I play my one cost boost card, and then I, um, I then activate my max hero ability, and I get my hyperdriver. I don't really want to play a boost card. So then, how do I attack my Banksy? Well, I need to play a zero cost boost card. So if I play my zero cost boost card, I pitch my blue, make a hyperdriver, and then crank it. And then attack with a zero cost. Uh, sorry, then attack with Banksy. Like that's pretty good. And then on my turn, I can trade in that last hyper driver counter for effectively two defense on my galvanized card. So it is pretty flexible. Like I guess it, I was thinking maybe you're never going to be able to hyper drive, like to leave one counter on it. But actually, that's not true. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, let's go. I'm B my uh, B plus. Sorry, B B plus. Uh, next up is Talk Tuned. This is a another cycle. This is a mechanological attack action rare cycle. Uh, we're looking at the red here. Cost two, attacks for six, defense for two. It says if an item you control has been destroyed this turn, this gets overpower and again has galvanize. Interesting. <laughs> so base is a, a two for six at red, right? Okay. Um, <coughs> could potentially have overpower, which is reasonable, yep. right? And also still has galvanized. I'm, I think all these rare galvanized cards are in the B B range. Like I think this is still very good. I think this is the more straightforward of them. Like has the kind of most even keeled power, um, but is maybe the worst of the three potentially to, in terms of stealing. But I mean, at worst, being like a two for six is pretty good. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my C here. So there there is this there is gonna be this sort of philosophical conversation on galvanize like do you want cards with galvanize or do you just want cards that block for three that 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 block for three that's it um i think i mean obviously this has item control you know being destroyed your turn you get overpower you get go again etc but i'm weighing up these galvanized cards and i'm putting them in the c range i'm comparing them to other cards that have similar attack values maybe not the similar conditional value written in the card text but then also block for three which is probably where i'm gonna go initially but i could i could see galvanize being like kind of busted to be honest if it's consistent enough so that's where i am at yeah i think this is the least exciting of the three cards and i think yeah like i say just kind of that more consistent but more consistently fine as opposed to more consistently potentially powerful mm-hmm. um <coughs> what's next cognition field uh all right so this is a mechanologist block card so this is the first time we're seeing a block card so just a reminder block cards are cards that you play during the defense step 
but the only thing they do is defend. They don't have a uh, proactive ability. This is, so uh, is this a cycle? It is, right? Yeah. So uh, Cognition Field, Mechanologist Block, we're looking at the Red Wormish Defense for three, and it has Galvanize. So it can potentially be a, a one card five if you destroy an item. Well, that'd be two card five, I guess, if you're really considering that you free roll the item there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird one. That's weird. <laughs> so zero for three. Only blocks is a bad card. Yes, I agree. So you have, I don't know, I'm probably putting this at, I said, I don't know, a million times. Like, these are weird mechanics. We're getting introduced in this limited set. Um, yeah, I think I'll put this at a C minus. Could be infinitely I wrong. In, I could be infinitely wrong in the context of overpower um, and some of these other mechanics because this card mm -hmm. could be important in sort of win conditions that are being played against you. But overall, I'm unimpressed. But yeah, the, I, I, the, I, I, you know, I always am so pessimistic about defensive cards, healing cards, all that kind of stuff, and we've seen that strategy um, come to fruition before. And that's well, where we did not expect it. A card that has a single mode is like there just is, you know, it's a single mode. It's just worse, right? So yeah, I just I just think a card that has a single mode is just worse. And it's not yeah. like it's a defense reaction or something. Like you have to play it during the defense step. So um, I have this like a C, but you know, maybe there's some decks that can utilize the defensive items and then blow them up and you have zero for fives all of a sudden at a really low cost and this is good, but. All right, next up we have Infused Alloy. Mechanologist attack, action, attacks four, blocks for two, pitches for red, cost zero. This is a common, has Galvanize. Um, so we know what that does. So zero for four, blocks for two with Galvanize, vanilla. What do you think? I really like Galvanize. And um, it's a zero for four, but has no potential upside. So I think this has got to be like in the C plus, maybe B minus range. Thing for me i put c plus but maybe that's incongruent with a previous rating i had on a galvanized upside rare card um that was also super four but uh yeah c plus for me on this one yeah, but the the soup up is like can get go again like that's yeah that's yeah much better to me i think that's a, i think that's a grade better personally um so which is right okay next up we have infused titanium this is a uh mechanology attack action at common and this is a cycle again it costs three and it red attacks for seven and defense for two and has Galvanize. Hmm. Uh, I had C+. I think it's stronger than... I mean, it's just consistent two card seven. Um, I guess I'm underrating the defensive modality. I just... I, I, I feel like maybe I just am not 100% sure on Galvanize and like how much, how much value we're going to be getting out of that. But I think that yeah. this is generously statted at that with the Galvanize functionality in it. C plus for me. <laughs> I think it's, I've it's a high come around... Me, <laughs> it might have been higher i i've come around a little bit on galvanize i think i think maybe i was overrating it slightly i do think galvanize is really good it is um, it is good but maybe not you know a grade or two grades higher like i was potentially putting on these cards so i have this at a b uh and that's i've, I've talked myself down a little bit but i have this at a b galvanize is but good. these are the sort of cards i want this yes. is the sort of cards i want is like the bread and butter of my deck in this format i think like a two card seven is powerful like i want that a a, a, a blue that attacks a five and potentially defends for four is the sort of card I want in my deck. Um, yes, this card is good. Um, just, just think about the opportunity costs you eat for Galvanize in order to not have the block three. And like, I think I that's the biggest question in this set is like, would you just have a, rather have a block three card or a card with Galvanize? You know, that does one more damage. Uh, but two, yeah, like this block three, seven. I think it's like a it's like a, a two card seven. The block three is like a C minus B B minus sorry B minus C plus sort of range, right? So 
Yeah. I'm maybe slightly overrating the Galvanize, but um, yeah, this would be. All right, Junkyard Dog. This was Hayden's nickname in high school. Oh, this whoa. is a Mechanologist attack action. Attacks for six, blocks for three. Costs three, pitches for red, has scrap. It says when this attacks, if it's scrapped a card, this gets plus one. Pretty interesting for me. So this is this is where we're going to see the dichotomy of galvanized and non-galvanized cards. <laughs> so this is a this is a B minus for me. I, I just love this card as a role player. Uh, you know, I'm putting it in my deck, which you know you get a C rating at that of three for six. The blocks for three, maybe even a C plus because I love blocking for three. The fact that you can scrap and turn on Tekla Vossen um, synergies with, but also if you're not playing Tekla Vossen, you just you don't have the item because you're playing Dash I O or you block with an Evo in max because you have one in your deck um this is yeah this is two card seven the box for three this is a great card so b minus i also have this to b minus it's missing the flavor text though i thought when i first saw this card i had flavor text <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> interesting uh, i just you didn't see the flavor text no 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 uh, okay yeah. i don't think it's about seen. the wolf pack i think but, um, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i realize guys b, b minus yep I, th- I think you know the fact that this could be like even probably higher than that in in the right ticket mm-hmm. Watson deck, you know, to to set you up for free card advantage. I can you know, see myself first like, picking that card. Well, if this is in the right deck, this is you know a, a two card seven. This is draw a card on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I would. That card looks very like. Uh, I'd be super happy to first pick it in a weaker pack. You know, I think I have this would be. I'm going to upgrade myself by half okay. a grade to okay. I mean, dude, you, if it's a two card seven, the blocks are three, and you know has a, another essence of value written on the card text, you could sell me on a higher grade. Yeah. Don't get me I wrong. think if I'm putting the galvanized card at B, I've got to put this one in B, right? Okay, okay. Uh, next up is Scrap Compactor. This is a mechanological attack action at common. It's a cost of cycle. We're looking at the red one here. It costs, three, uh, costs zero, attacks three, defense three. It has Scrap and says, when this attacks, if it's Scrapped a card, you may play your next Evo this turn. As though it were an instant. Uh, yeah, my grade was. I honestly don't know here. Um, yeah, I can give you a comparison. If okay. this card just had boost, would it be? It would do something similar, right? But probably be maybe slightly better. It obviously, cost a card from your deck, but then you could play anything after it, as opposed to just a an Evo. I think it's a C minus. I think it's a C too. Minus. Yeah, B. I have it as C C plus. I think. Yeah. Okay, we'll uh, stick with that. We'll stick with that. It's also cycle. Um. All right. Scrap Harvester. This is a Mechnologist attack action. At common, attacks for six, blocks for three, cost three, pitches for red. It's a cycle. Has scrap and says, when this attacks, if it's scrapped a card, put a steam counter. There we go, baby. On an item you control with crank. For me, this is a B minus. It's not as crazy as the one that's consistently a two quite seven, but I think putting a counter, like we saw on the mini CM major, honestly, most items that have crank, hyperdrivers. Um, hyperdrivers don't have crank though, right? You can't crank them, but they don't have crank. Is that how that works? Sorry, what's that? Hyperdrivers, they, you can crank them, but they don't have crank on them. How does that work? Uh, the token has, does the token have crank? Yeah. Sorry, now you've, see, item does question that I'm not prepared to answer. Um, I have the token here. So, yeah, no, they don't, they don't have crank, but you okay. can crank them based off of Max's ability. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think this is, uh, Good role player, and if I'm getting oh, no, no, sorry, Max gives your hyperdrivers crank. Okay, okay, that's makes sense. Heretics, yeah, hyperdrivers you control get crank. That's what my Max Nitro does. Scrap Harvester is B minus for me. I like the card. Uh, if I'm comparing this to you know Junkyard Dog, Junkyard I think Dog. this is. Well, I think it's very similar in power, power level. I think like if you can, if you're able to get your Steam counter to be worth close to a card, like yeah, that is, 
you know. I mean, if you put if you scrap a steam counter on the on a micro CMH, I mean that is I mean this is two card nine. <laughs> a lot of the time. I mean, obviously it depends yeah. on your deck, but it's a it's good also card. flexibility as well. Like you also you know, like I think this is maybe so in Tickle Vossen, obviously the value of Junker Dog is always gonna be really high, but in most other decks, like this is gonna have the better value on average, I think, on the aggregate. So um yeah i i like it uh next up is scrap prospect uh what are we scrap prospector is <laughs> a mechanologist action attack uh attacks for three defense three at red it's a cycle uh cost zero has says scrap and says when this attacks if it's scrapped a card gain a resource it doesn't have go again mm. interesting what, what are your thoughts Aiden? uh i mean there's some cool interaction right with like the the equipment that gives you go again, I guess, when you pay a resource, right? You gain some cool interaction with Dash IO. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Scrap that's for something. Sure. Dash IO, play the item for free. I mean, it's not gonna happen, but we could pretend. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm doing with a lot of the set. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's fine. I I think it's just fine. Oh, man, I'm interested if the set is gonna be. Like we're gonna have these synergistic decks doing cool things, or it's just gonna be like, just play the most fundamentally powerful cards that just are on rate, and all of your opponents will be playing shit cards, so you just beat them. <laughs> you know, it's like it, uh, that's what I'm interested to know. Yeah, like, am I just like drafting every three block I see and every like good rate attack, and am I, and then I they're just losing to like just good Ticklevoss and decks. Currently, I'm doing it's that. gonna be. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I think that's going to shift my grades on some cards, but I am going to see on this card. I think this card is just kind of fine. Yeah, see. Maybe C minus for me. All right, Bulbar. Uh, Mechanologist, attack action, attacks for five, blocks for three, cost two, pitches for red. It's a cycle at rare. Has a boost. Baby, that's what you're looking at. Looking for a boost. And it says, if you control hyperdriver, this gains overpower. Um, The conditional on this, I think, is okay. Uh, uh, This is a standard boost rate that we see. Two for five, blocks for three. I have it as a C all around. Um, and I think that it could go up to a C plus. All right. I have C, and then if it's in max, it might be a C plus B minus. All right. Spring a leak. This is a mechanologist attack action at rare. Again, a cycle. Uh, cost two at red attacks of five, defense of three, and says boost. And when this hits a hero, remove all steam counters from an equipment, item, or weapon they control. So this card. That's pretty good, is man. Very good. Yes. So <laughs> this my, is yeah. Yeah, significantly better than the card we just saw, I think. Yes. And uh wow, yeah. This is even good at blue. This is great at blue. Um yeah, so you got you the that dash IO opponent is trying to do some weapon shenanigans against you. Like she's and this just like ugh, man, this kills this card is great. I think the floor is fine. The floor is fine. Five mm-hmm. card two for five boost. Oh, it's a B plus for me. I said floor is fine, ceiling is insane. I think two cost boost cards are pretty bad overall, which I can explain a little bit yeah. with like the max kind of line, which is like I think zero and one cost cards are what max wants. And then in other builds, I think two is okay, but I think one allows you like two doesn't allow you to do much with the weapon, um, except when you have like two Evos or when you have um sorry, three Evos actually. Or two Evos or three Evos? What's what's the reduction on Tickler Livler? It's at uh two. That's the second. So yeah, yeah. So once you have two two Evos. But I just think a lot of the time the ones are gonna be the best and then zeros and then twos. You don't want too many twos. Um but this is one of the best, right? So I have this at a B. I have like half a grade down from you, I guess, all things said with, with that in mind. 
All right. Your t- uh, I want to hear uh, your yes. voice in this one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Big Shot. Uh, what Brendan thought was his nickname in, in mm. high school. Yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't quite uh, materialize that way. <laughs> this is a rare cycle of mechanologist attack actions. Uh, we're looking at the red one. They all cost three, but it red attacks for six. These defend for three. If you have boosted two or more times this turn, this gets plus two. This is the kind of payoff I want in uh, my like my max deck. Like this is the kind of card. I mean, honestly, like I guess even in the the right dash and um, tickle loss decks, but particularly in max decks where I think you're going to be very boost centric a lot of the time. It's good. It just feels naturally the most at home for boost. Um, you know, uh, a two card eight is what I want to busted. end my chains with. Busted. Um, I think C. <laughs> Uh, it's like C to C plus, and then in max, I think it's like B to B plus. I agree. I think it's like a in any random deck, this is a C plus, and I can think this can be like a B plus, A minus range. Otherwise, it's still blocks for three. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the I like the blue here as well. You know? I'm taking cards that block for three. People can be playing out items and playing galvanized cards all they want. My cards will block for three. That's my current. Uh, <laughs> i really like cards that block for three and say boost them to punish people doing that because it's like okay if they just play out items and don't do anything often i think you're gonna struggle to use your hand but if you have boost cards you can use your hand so i think mm-hmm. boosters is, is super important but also you got to manage your deck at the same time all right next up we have burn rubber this is a another rare cycle of mechanologist attack actions uh, that cost three defend for three we're looking at the red one which attacks for five it says if you boosted two or more times this turn this gets plus two and can't be defended by equipment so you trade off one uh, damage point from big shot to basically say don't be blocking with your equipment i think it's a lot worse yeah it's a lot worse i have this at c i think it's c all right next up is smash and grab mechanolis attack action attacks for five blocks for three cost three pitches red it's a cycle at rare it says if you've boosted two more times this turn this gets plus two attack and when this hits a hero gain control of an item that control can I just make a quick, uh, mm-hmm. all of the three cards we just talked about are not cycles. Sorry, I got that wrong. So Big Shot, Burn Rubber, uh, burn rubber Smash and Grab, these are not cycles. Mm-hmm. So disregard my thought of the blue Big Shot, it does not exist. And uh, Smash and Grab, Burn Rubber, also not cycles. So uh, sorry about that. Make sure we correct ourselves. I put the not a cycle note on the last of these three as opposed to the first, which mm-hmm. is classic Hayden behavior right there. This one for me, I put a C plus. It's just so funny how two card eight is so much better than what we see two card seven when it hits gain control of an item. That's really good. That's really that good. good. That is really good. But um, you have to have boosted two more times to get the effect. Yeah, C plus. I think C plus. <laughs> Look, honestly, in the right deck, this could be a freaking A. Like in the right deck and matchup, this could be just a straight A. But it's probably a C. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those cards that has, like, a crazy, crazy ceiling, but uh, in the right situations. Like, these are the sort of cards. I compare this to, like, Red Lunatide Plunderer, right? Where mm-hmm. it's, like, that has an on-hit effect that just decimates what you're, like, you know, you can be trading a card or two cards of value from your opponent, and it's always a two-card seven. Like, phenomenal, right? This is not that, right? But it can be at that level, if not better, uh, potentially. But more than likely, this is uh, this is sitting around that C mark. All right, next up, we've got Gigawatt. <laughs> Uh, this is a mechanologist action. Uh, this is a cycle. It's a non-attack action cycle. It costs one, defense for two, and says your next mechanologist attack this turn gets plus four for the red one, plus three, yellow, plus two, blue, and has go again. Uh, I like that this card is not boost specific, so this works on all mechanologist attacks, including your weapon, Brendan. So good, I like this 
card a lot. I think this is I think this is a solid B for me, at least yep. at red, and then probably drops down and from there. But you know, yes, the blue blocks too, but it's a good way to use your hand. I think there's gonna be situations in this format where you might struggle to use your hand. Like you do need some chain extenders sometimes. So whether that's boost cards, obviously that comes at the expense of your deck, whether that's just the cards that have natural go again or utilize your quick quickens, ways to play items at instant speed, or things like this where you can uh, get pumps on your attacks. So um, and also there's a lot of overpower in this this format and some good ways to end the game. So yeah, this is this is a B for me. I really like this card. Yeah, I mean, some things never change in Flesh and Blood, and if you have a Zero for Four pump that can also hit your weapon, that's very, very good. I mean, mm-hmm. that is just that is just a thing that doesn't happen a lot. This card is this card is really powerful. I think it's a so. B. What's your grade? It's a B. Yeah, okay. it's a B. Yeah, I mean, this card is good. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, you think about playing like okay, we're playing Max, so we have a condition on swinging our weapon. That's kind of a pain. Um, I guess Dash IO is a small. Well, this condition. is so good with Max with Banksy. Yeah, though. yeah, I know. This is like. It's it's a powerful card. All right, firewall. Next up, McNologist block. At re- so this is uh, this is a cycle, and at red this defends for four, uh, and says when this defends, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an Evo, put it on top of your deck. Otherwise, put it on the bottom. And yellow defends for three, blue for two. Um, so okay, so here we have not quite our traditional zero for four defense reaction because it isn't a defense reaction. So you know it's not sink below level. It's not fair percent level, but. You know, it's the equivalent in this format, I guess, to a degree. This uh, this triggered ability, is it good? Well, if you're dash, it's definitely good, right? Because you get to pop that even on the bottom and dig for an item. Um, and I guess if you want to draw the Evo, damn bad luck, you just put it on the bottom. So sometimes this trigger is going to be relevant. Sometimes it's going to be completely irrelevant. But zero for four block is, I think, going to be good in this it's format. Good. There is on hit effects. There is, you know, there is overpower. I think the red is actually like a B. And then I think the yellow and blue are like C's. Yep, you're right. Uh, well, I think they're worse, maybe. I, yeah, potentially, yeah. Yeah, I think they're worse than that, but I think the red is a B. It's just your four is a good thing to do. Fab. All right, next up, zero to 50. <laughs> what a card. Well, you know zero to 60. Uh, both, I love the. Both, I love have, the both have bad art. <laughs> I agree, but I love the, the, the flavor text on the zero to 60 question mark. You'll get a ticket for that. <laughs> uh, so you have zero fifty, which is literally just zero sixty, but has one less attack. So it's a uh, mechanologist action attack common cycle defense for three at red uh, attacks for three. These all cost zero, and it has boost. Um, I mean, zero cost boost cards are going to be important in a lot of mm-hmm. decks, and some decks they're not going to be important. But I think on the aggregate, this is a C. Yep, I think this is a standard it's role a player. Hit jab that blocks three, but costs you a card from your deck. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you mix up Razzle Dazzle. Mm-hmm. This is a mechanologist attack action at common. Again, a cycle. It is a one cost defense for three at red attacks for four and has boost. So just a vanilla one for four boost at red. Uh, same as zipper same. hit. Oh, sorry. Is it the same as zipper hit? Right. Zipper hit is one for five. I wish this was the same oh, as zipper hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, is this just, is this just worse than C? Is this C minus? No, no, no. I, I think this is, this is a one for four that can have go again, right? So, okay. like, I, it can't be worse than that, right? I think, I think, I just think these are solid Cs. These are going to be your your role players in the deck where you want boost attacks. But you know, you, I don't think you can just like draft every. Okay, there is an archetype where you definitely just draft every boost card and you play them all. But they come at a cost, right? They come at the cost of your deck, and your opponent can definitely fatigue you. And then if this isn't a deck that just plays a couple of boost cards as chain extenders, a uh, one for four with conditional go again that blocks three like that that's that's good though so you know it's like a c to c plus i think i like this more than the zero cost i think but the zero cost you do like zero to 50 you do need in some decks mm-hmm. all right 
full tilt. Uh, this is another mechanologist attack action cycle at common. Uh, this is the same thing we just looked at, but now this costs two and attacks for five at red. So you're trading an extra resource for another attack. Oh, we're finally at C minus because two for five is definitely worse than one for four and zero for three and boost. I think in this format, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Okay. Um, C minus full tilt. I have C minus as well. Gas, Gas guzzler. Gas guzzler. So another mechanologist attack action. Cycle, I mean, this is now just the same thing, except we're paying extra resource for an extra attack. So now we're at three for six at red with boost. Uh, I like three yep. cost cards in this format. I think it's a good way to use your blues. I think it's actually often hard to make two actions because your weapons have conditional effects to them. So if I'm going to use my blue, especially early, I want to get full value out of it. And uh, a two card six is how I can do that. Especially, and then, and the, yeah, and then late game, it still has go again to enable me to like play my whole hand out or do whatever. And it blocks a three. So I have this at a C plus. C plus. Yep. I'm sure some people <laughs> who maybe this is a first set review, they're like, how the fuck is like, how are they rating at C minus and C plus? It's like, um, yeah, because usually be pitching a blue for both, and it's like uh, it's just yeah, it's, it's less conditional. It's less format, right? Yeah. It's just like more yeah, straight yeah. up power, less conditional, less supporting cards, etc. Crank yep. shaft. Ah, a return of a favorite, another reprint. Crank shaft. This is end of the cycle. Mechanologist attacks at common. Defends for three, costs two. We're looking at the red, which attacks at five. Says boost. And when this is banished from boosting, put a steam counter on a hyperdriver you control. So this is just a strict upgrade on the the on full tilt, which is the two for five boost. Because if you uh, max and you boost this, then you get you know a resource of value off of it, basically. So um, I think that case, this would be a C plus. Yep. Or a C. Well, C I think it's yeah. So you said it's a reprint. Yeah, this was printed in um, Dynasty. Must be, yeah, Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is what? What other set do people not know exists? Even content creators, it's got to be Dynasty. <laughs> I was like, it's like you said, it's a reprint. I was like, there's only one set that could be from. All right, next up, we got Hayden Dale. Here we go. Big Bertha, Mechanologist attack action. Attack for six. Blocks for three. Cost three. Pages for red says boost. And when this is banished from boosting, when this is banished from boosting, put a steam counter on hyperdriver you control. Well, we, I mean, I don't. Is this a B minus, right? Because the other one's a C plus. Is this a B minus because it's pure upside? It's got to be. It's got to be a B minus. I think just based on how we grow things, it's a B minus. I, I, you know, you called this me. This is a little bit insulting. I think I just, you know, I think my arm's a little bit bigger than that, uh, but <laughs> yeah. it's about the right size of the belly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big breath. I like the scalp. I really like. <laughs> yeah, never skip leg. Well, you know, look at the little calf muscles there. Yeah. Big Bertha, or those True. boots. I can't tell. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I like this card. I think the art is really cool. I think this. The name is awesome. I think this card is good and limited. Um, I like this at all colors. I just. I like the boost cards because they block three and they can be potential chain extenders to help you with, you know, awkward hands when your opponent plays out things like items. I want some number of these in my deck, and, and this is the kind of card I, I, I definitely want. Dude, um, to be honest. Like how much better is this? You say B minus. Like it might actually still be a it's C not plus. That much like, I don't know. It's probably still a C plus, but it's just like off the last rating. It's just so funny evaluating all of these shit items. And part of my French, like beforehand, we're like, oh, you know, maybe you could make this work. You could just play a bunch of cards that attack for six and block for three in this set. I just like doing the cute stuff. Looks like it's going to be a stretch, like a stretch, because this is looks like a set that is generously statted on the other half of the cards like the other half of the cards are very like they all block for three they all attack for you know one for four two uh three for six etc i don't know 
I definitely think I've contradicted myself a little bit in this review. At the, the top of the show, I said, you know, you're not going to be able to play that many items in your deck, you know, because of, because of this, because of uh-huh. what, you know, these cards like this, right? You can't play too many items. And then I went on about how great I think Galvanize is <laughs> after that. But I agree. Like, I think going back to my original point from the top of the show, like, you have to be really careful about the amount of items you play because there's just so many options for your opponent just to be like, oh, okay, you, you, you know, had two items in your hand and you had to play awkwardly. And now all of a sudden I'm just coming in for like 13 on my turn. You know? Yeah. Anyway, move on. Uh, next up, we've got another reprint again from Dynasty again, Jumpstart. This is a mechanological attack action cycle at common, defense of three, costs two at red attacks of five, and says if you control a hyperdriver, this costs one less to play, and it has boost. So if you have a hyperdriver, you can turn this into a zipper hit, a one for five, otherwise it's going to be a two for five with boost. I mean, this is a lot better than the other two for fives that we've seen, right? Full tilt mm-hmm. and crankshaft. Like, this is significantly better. Like, Max is often going to just be able to, like, make get some really good value out of this as a one for five and that's exciting it's so like 100 percent a one for five right because he just creates the hyperjabber off of the off the ability and then plays this and it's guaranteed one for five right uh and max you can almost yeah. make it there yeah. yeah so um i i think this is like a b plus and max otherwise it's like a you know c plus b minus kind of range yep i i could see I that yep um well i guess actually in another decks it's just like a c yes yeah. <laughs> yeah reprints from dynasty baby all right rev up Acknowledge attack action, attacks for six, blocks for three, cost three, pitches for red, it's a common cycle. If you control a hyperdriver, this costs one less to play boost. It's got as good as max, I think. Being able to swing a Banksy after, but you do need the crank. You need to have cranked an item. This thing, I'm just thinking about and the condition. Two, and two resource cards as well. Yep. But I think it's good, you know, uh, three for six at uh, the floor, that boost. I mean, this is a C. Plus. Maybe a B. Yeah. I, I, I think this is. This is worse than Jumpstart because, like, the one cost is so much better if you can reduce it. And reducing this to two is, like, kind of irrelevant, especially if you're getting the extra resource, like, unless you're playing a two cost afterwards with your hyperdriver. So I think this is, like, a C, to be honest with me. I think this is, like, just, it's often just going to be a, a three for six with boost. Uh, it's got to be um, a C plus for me just because it's three, yeah, three for six with boost. I think lands C plus for me. I just think that's, I think it's a strong thing to do. True. You're like right. This. You're right. We gave C plus in the other one, so I'd get the same here. Yeah, you're right. All right. Okay, next up, yeah, we have (laughs) Data Link, which is uh, one of the I find most unsettling arts for some reason. I don't know what it is, but I don't like the art in this. I think it's the toes. I think it's the toes. Thing going on. Oh, yeah, they're quite lengthy. Uh, this is a mechanologist attack action. Uh, common cycle, defense for three, cost zero at red attacks for three. It says boost, and when this hits, opt one. So it's a zero for three boost that has an on-hit effect of opt one, which is not irrelevant, actually. Um, mm. Obviously, opt is just good, but this is just an upside on zero to 50. So Interesting in dash, right? Because you can already see the top, then you boost that mm-hmm. away, and then you get to opt again. So you're digging three cards there. No, no uh, two. Yes, 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 yes three, three cards. Three. three cards. Yeah, because you boost the first card, and then you get another chance to be looking at that card and potentially play the item and then if you hit then you opt one and dig again so mm-hmm. you know you effectively with one card almost get to see like three different cards that's I, pretty I, good <laughs> that's pretty good that is good i mean this card is a c and everybody else i think at best but um that is good in dash io this is a card i want to be playing. yeah and the blue does i mean you don't really want to be attacking like with the blue, blue i like but- the blue <laughs> Yeah. You've got to be careful, right? Like your your deck is a cost. Like sorry, boosting from your deck is a cost and you've got to be careful about that. But yeah, I think this is like C minus a C sorry, C plus to potentially even like a, a B minus in, in a dash deck potentially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up. Dive through data. 
This is a making knowledge attack action cycle again at common, defense three, cost one. We're looking at the red, which attacks a four, has boost, and when this hits, opt one. So just again, data link, but you know, now we're paying one. Um yeah, no, still great. <laughs> still great in dash IO. I mean, I mean, this is also probably still good, and so one for four in something like um, Max. Still, still something I want to be doing. Um, you know, I actually I, I like this in potentially Teclavasen as well. Like this actually has a. It's quite flexible because in Teclavasen you get to dig those cards, and then you know the card you play after this that you're still going to be boosting. You boost that Evo into the graveyard after you've dug a bit. Um, a little bit of conditionals going on there, a, little, a tiny bit of Magical Christmas Land, but you know, a decent rate to gamble on Magical Christmas Land that blocks for three. I like it. I think it's a C plus uh, to even better. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a good card. Agree. Agree. Next up, we have Sprocket Rocket. This is a <laughs> Mechanologist attack action uh, common cycle again. <laughs> Dante Delphi goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he was sprightly and younger. Uh, this defends for three, costs zero, attacks for three at red and uh, his boost and says if an item or equipment was banished from boosting this this gets plus one i'm excited about this card and constructed i think and limited because you can hit evos pretty readily you can have items in your deck i think this is very good like a lot of like i would say like probably in a lot of decks roughly one in four one in five this is gonna be a zero for four with boost (laughs) which is very good so i think minimum for me this is a c plus but kind of can be anywhere up towards a b i think in the right deck so i don't get I don't really think this card is that good, but I said C plus, so I think it's above a role player because I think role player is zero for three, um, mm-hmm. and the conditional I think is going to be not that likely, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not excited about this card, but I think it's okay. Let me other, but but it's good and it can be very solid. Yeah, dumpster dive. All right, mechanology stack action tax four box of three cost one pitches for red common. Cycle boost. If an item or equipment was banished from boosting this, this gets plus one. Ah, uh, C plus again for me. Yes, agree, agree. Um, maybe even B minus at, at red in the right deck, but yes, very similar conversation to Sprocket Rocket, except mm-hmm. that I, I like one cost slightly better than zero cost boost because of the return. Because I look at it this way, right? If I'm either way, I'm losing a card from my deck, which is mm-hmm. cost. So the more return I can get out of it, the better. Two costs is a little bit awkward because of what we talked about before with kind of structure of playing the turn. So I like one cost a little bit more and then I like three costs and then probably zero cost and two costs. So for that reason, maybe I'm a little bit higher on this, but yeah. Mm. I like zero cost if my entire deck is zero cost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of three boxes in this format and it costs you two cards, so maybe not, but yeah. All right. Next up is Expedite. This is a mechanology attack action cycle at common. Defense of three, cost zero. Look at the red, which attacks three, boost. And when this hits, you may put an item with cost zero or one from your hand into the arena. Um, I mean, I think this is obviously, again, a, an upgrade on zero to 50. And, you know, plus. you need ways to get items into play. And this is how you can potentially play double items and stuff. So decks with heavy amounts of items want these sort of cards. I think they're block threes that can have some value to them. The conditional ceiling on this is higher than the others. It's actually quite high. I think that... So this is so the the paradox here is I don't think you want to have a lot of items in your deck. I think that's going to be like an early mistake mm-hmm. you can make in the format. But the condition of when this hits is actually way better than the others because you're both cheating the item, which can be up to one cost, but you're also cheating the action point. Yes, um, you're, you're cheating like what 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 could have been potentially a dash IO resource if it came off the top. So I think like this is a C plus like. But probably close to like a, I just I don't see myself playing a lot of items. That's why I don't give it a B minus. But I think that the condition on this is actually really really powerful. It's yeah. Yep. 
Agree. I'm on the same page. And the blue. Uh, oof, all right. The blue is a, it's a pitchable card to zero for one that has that nasty yep. of an effect. Like, that's pretty Forces good. Forces them a card. That's a great like, support buy. card. Yeah. I mean, you are paying two, almost two cards. Like, you, okay, it's always they one card, but you're paying that a, a card from your deck. They can't block that unless they're like very, very equipment. sure that, yeah, equipment, exactly. But maybe you have to save your equipment for overpower cards, um, you know, on hit. But if you're playing out a zero cost boost card, like they can't afford to throw a card at that because you've used a card for it. This is always the kind of dichotomy, but yes, the dichotomy. this is why I like non-zero cost boost cards mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next up is one of my favorite cards in the set from an art and uh, name is MitX. And this is a mechanologist action attack. Again, a cycle at common. Um, oh, yeah. It costs one, defense for three, attacks for four at red, says boost. And when this hits, you may put an item with cost zero, one from your hand at the arena. So it's the same thing, but cost one. So I, I like this a lot more. So oh, yeah. this one I have in like the, 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 the B minus range. Like I same. think this card is, is very good. Yeah, that card is good. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, th- it's crazy. Like the cheating the action point and the resource is nuts if you're able to do it. Um, yeah, that card is good. All right, outpace. This is a mechanologist attack action. Attacks for four blocks of three. Cost one pitches for red. It's a common cycle. It has boost and it says this can't be defended by equipment. Um, yeah, I mean that that's a relevant non-conditional text that is on it. Um, I said C plus. This card is very good. Probably a B minus to be honest. Like this card is good, but this is not. This is just a static ability that is uh, really powerful. I would say. Okay. I, I don't think for me it can be better than dumpster dive. But um, yeah, it's not irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, next up we have Lay Waste. This is a, uh, again, a cycle, a common, mechanological attack action, defense of three, cost two, at red attacks five, has boost, and it can't be defended by equipment. So same thing, but one. You're going to notice all these have cycles of zero or like one, two um, at them. This one has a, a, a two and a one at it. Um, I mean, same thing. C. I have this as a, a C. C yeah. um, also worth mentioning, like whenever we talk about like reds, a lot of the time the yellow is going to be like a grade lower than the card we talk about. We often talk in yeah. the focus of like red and blues because those are what you want 80% yeah. of your deck to be. If you're playing yellows and flesh and blood, you should really be questioning what you're doing. <laughs> Unless you literally have no other choice. Yeah. yeah, they're just bad cards. Um, they do both functions poorly fender bender uh mech- mechanologist attack action attacks for four blocks of three costs one pitches for red has boost says this gets plus x where x is the number of equipment defending it oh, hard to evaluate um i think it's worse than the other one i i think it's it's obviously slightly better than the vanilla but yeah. i think it's basically the same so i have this at a c i don't think this is much of an upside to be honest yeah same uh penalty beater. so i mean save time here literally the same thing except this costs two and attacks a five at red i'm just Man, gonna save some time here damn no wonder the uh the set is so big it's literally just all the same card. <laughs> it's We're the same like, cards yeah uh i mean i have c to c plus same thing i mean i'm always again i you know two costs is a little bit of a problem for me in the set to a degree but it's not that big a deal and also just getting more value for the card i'm boosting away is always nice um and also the bigger this gets the more likely they are to want to defend with equipment so the more relevant the text becomes on this so it was like a c to a c plus obviously these combo really well with pumps not gonna disagree with you there worth noting all right next up we have under loop which is a mechanologist take action again a cycle uh common Cost one, defense three, at red attacks four, has boost, and says when this hits, put on the bottom of its owner's deck. So it's not overloop, it's underloop. It's one resource less for one attack less. It's better than um, Yes, I agree. Uh, but overloop isn't in the set. Uh, I gave this a C+. Yeah. I, I think if you're in a boost deck, like having on hits 
that go to the bottom are going to be relevant yeah so this could even be at red like a b b minus and yeah. a, a max deck that's going to go full balls to the wall for sure uh, boost this is a great card actually um i'm sure some people listening are like wait why did you why did you rate the item so badly it's because you have to play a whole other card and like an action it's like the item is terrible but this is just baked in inherently on the card this is like this is yep. like exactly what you want to this is like the greatest, <laughs> the greatest additional text on a card that you could possibly have in a deck that's just banishing its entire deck as it tries to mm-hmm. embrace the opponent down without getting fatigued. So great card in my opinion. I just completely forgot that Overloop definitely is in the set yes. and it's the next card. Uh, so what does Overloop and his dual disc do? Uh, Overloop is the same thing, but it's the two for five. You you have never guessed, um, yeah. and it is a reprint from Arcane Rising. Mm-hmm. by the way and yep. it was fine card in that format and this format it's the same this is pro is not as good as the previous card so i'd put this at uh i mean it just depends how aggressive your deck is in general but probably c to c plus it's the kind of effect that i would like to have on this kind of card if i'm in a boost deck um this is a c plus maybe even a little bit more than that but other than that the stats are you know c it's a role player it's a role player i think yeah i think i have this at like Overloop's a C, Underloop's a C plus, and then if they're in a boost deck, I think it's a B minus for Overloop and a B for Underloop, basically. Yep. Um, that's how I see it. Could sell me there. Uh, all right. Gas up. This is a mechanologist action, so non-attack action. Cost one, defense for two, and it read this says the next attack. You boost this turn gets plus four attack, and you may put a hyperdriver from your banished zone into the arena. Go again. Now, hyperdriver is... Um, you know, the, obviously the tokens don't count, so it's going to be the card itself. And there's only red printing of that, so they're hard to come by in limited potentially. Um, but obviously, if you can scrap them, so first of all, you need to get them in the graveyard. Then you scrap mm. them or boost them. So like the the, the second line on this, you may put a hyperdrive from your banished zone into the arena. Very very powerful. Going to be hard to pull off, but if you ever can, that's insane. But otherwise, this is just like a, a one for four pump on your boost attack at red noted that it has to be the attack you boost this time so you do have to well. boost the attack yeah so i think this is worse than the other one uh, yeah. unlimited all things considered the one we talked about earlier so from four but, hit your weapon <laughs> yeah but i still think this is like a c plus ish and then in the right deck that maybe has a couple of hyper drivers uh or a way to scrap them easily this is like a b minus to b kind of thing so yeah c for me i think but um high ceiling high ceiling I think I'm overall going to give this... I, I really can't give this less than a C. I think pumps are good in this format. I think I'm going to give Could it a, a C+. Plus. Yeah. Um, Could be. Yeah. Next up, we got Quickfire. This is a Mechanologist att- uh, non-tag action. Blocks for two. Cost two. Pitches for red. This is a common cycle. Um, look at this is this costs one resource less to play. For each hyperdriver you control, the next boost attack... Your next boost attack... Sorry, the next boost attack this turn gets plus four. The next four. attack you boost this turn. You have, to, boost. You have to activate go. it. English. Uh, go again. Um, yeah, I think this card is this card pretty good at max, I assume. Yes, it is, but it's pretty bad outside of max. It's right? terrible outside of max, right? <laughs> it's like unplayable. Yeah. Is it? Play- uh, it, it it's got to be borderline unplayable in this format where everything blocks. Yeah, it's not particularly is, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this is like a D minus outside of max, and then in max, it's like a C to C plus. Yeah, this, I have it like a- it's not even that crazy, bro. Well, a zero for four is a pretty good ceiling. Zero for four block two is like that's C plus. Um with go again. Yeah, but I think that's like a B minus. So I think this is like a build around like B minus territory. But yeah, I agree, I agree. The ceiling's not like not crazy, crazy high on this, but um go tall over you know, all these things. Like it, it, it can add up, but also on the flip side of that, it's a two cost. 
So yeah, I don't see myself playing that card to be honest. Oh, like it seems like that card's gonna be wheeling pretty late. Um you just be careful about the amount you play in max, I think, as well. So, oh yeah. Um hundred percent. Alright. Next up we have recharge. This is another mechanologist, non-attack action. It costs one, defense for two. And uh at red says put a steam counter on a hyper driver you control, and the next attack you boost is turn gets plus four, go again. So at yellow is plus three, at blue is plus two. Um I think this one is a lot better. Yep. Like this, you know, we talked about the getting the hyperdriver from Banish on gas up. Like this one, you're going to be able to do a lot more consistently in max. I think in max, this is like a B minus. Okay. Like B, like this is in the B range. And then for everyone else, this is just like in the C range. Like it's just, it's just fine. Agreed. You sold me on that one. All right. Last card, Brennan. You want to take away the honors? <laughs> okay, we got, well, great. It has a hard name. Teclonetic Force Field, <laughs> Mechanologist Block, blocks for three. Uh, this is the red pitch, common. And it says, when this defends an attack with overpower, this gets plus two defense. Dude, I'm so happy we get to end on an F. <laughs> I was going to say we're ending on a D, but yeah, you might arrive at an F. This, this is, is a sideboard C, I think. Uh, yeah, sideboard this, C. This, gets, uh, this, is my, this is my worst card in the set. Evo 231 is the worst card in the set for me. This is a... Red Dune, this is a... Oh my god, this card is so bad. Ugh. I mean, I think this has cyborg potential. Like, there's going to be... You know, it blocks a three. We know that... We we think block threes might be good, you know, depending on how the format shakes out. This could potentially be a zero for five <laughs> and a very relevant one at that. So, I think, yes, it is like a... It, I think it's a D because I think it's blocks of three. So this is always going to be playable in this format. And I think if this potentially is a sideboard grade of like a C, uh, so, being able to zero five. But. We we whip this puppy out the sideboard, right? We're ready to 100%. block the overpower card from our opponent. Not only do we have to draw it, literally when our opponent draws, let's say let's say okay, we're going to counter pitch stack them. It's like these situations are so ridiculous, and you're pitching this red card to like counter pitch stack them for their red overpower card that they're going to try to beat you with in the end game. I just like this card is so bad. <laughs> I just like I can't. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't hate it. I don't think it's an F, but yeah. I I think you just have access to so many cards because of the the fact we're a one class set and no generics. Like you can just play everything. Sure. So like these cards are like to put them in your deck is like you know it's it's harder to justify. Um, it's like the word the blue is like the worst titanium bobble I've ever seen. Hmm. The worst. The worst. I just can't wait to watch my opponents play this card. Actually, yeah. if you play against me, play this card, please. You're going to get wrecked by it. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right, That is the set review. Bright Lights limited set review for our commons and rares. Um, I think we, I mean, I haven't talked to you about this, but usually we try and pump out onto Patreon the Majestics as well for Limited. Our thoughts on the Majestics, um, but just because it's too long to do everything, we usually just chuck that up on Patreon as our additional podcast when we do set reviews. Uh, a couple last questions before we wrap up. What are you excited to play at pre-release this weekend after we've gone through all this full set review? Now? I'm excited to play on-rate cards at Block for 3 while my opponents play bad, <laughs> bad cards that Block for nothing or Block for 3. Dude, I'm interested to see because this this set, you know, things things in Flesh and Blood are always extremely contextual, especially when it comes to limited and a limited format maturing and the you know the audience just getting better and figuring things out. But this looks like a set where people will. There's a lot of traps to build terrible decks 
And there's also a lot of poorly templated cards, at least the ones that are like your next instant, your next attack <laughs> is I think that if you just go towards the fundamentals and just build generically good decks and have good on rate cards that you will destroy most of your opponents in the mm-hmm. pre-release weekend, at least for whatever that's worth. I'm excited to play Tickle Boston. I'm excited to yeah. play Dash. I'm Hell a little yeah. bit excited to play Max and like some sort of like dirty kind of like like maybe I just open up. I just have all these good red boost cards, yeah. and I'll probably just and pumps. I'll probably just try and throw those together. Max is pretty boring. Um, um, I think in terms of like if you look I at like Tickle Boston with Dash IO, yeah, Max is boring. I like the weapon. I like Banksy. I like the play patterns with the activated ability of Max. I think that's at least interesting, and there's some thought that goes into it. But Tickle Boston seems like the deepest, and then Dash, and then probably Max. But I'm also excited to play some Crack Shuffle play um over the weekend as well so yeah yeah i hope i get to play some draft to be honest seems i'm very much looking to forward to draft in this format i think it's gonna be very interesting well uh that is gonna do it for the bright lights to review as you say uh if you want to check out our majestics that will go up on the old arsenal pass uh what's it called that's the one. Yep. You can find this guy at Brendan APG on Twitter. You can find me at Fian underscore Dale. There is a YouTube version of this video as well, or this, uh, sorry, this podcast. If you're listening on audio platforms, go and drop us a like, sub to the channel if you aren't already. We've got some videos going up there. There'll be more videos going up this constructor season as well with bright lights. We'll make sure to get some, some deck techs up there, things like that. But otherwise, Brendan, uh, I guess that will do it until next week. Yep. See ya.